This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast on the 7th of June, 2016. Hello. Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. Yes. Mm. Can you hear me? Can you hear me through the wireless? Mm. Excellent. Mm. Hello, Chicago. (laughs) This this is an incredible improvement on the telegram. Stop. That's Morse code. We don't use that anymore. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> also, why did you spell out dick face? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's offensive. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Dick face, stop. We need more dick face jokes. Stop. <laughs> you know, I feel like dick face stop just on repeat would be the best answer dick to the face, entire stop. internet right now. <laughs> dick face, stop. Stop, dick face. I'm sorry. Just dick fucking stop it. Ah, <laughs> uh, force from the yeah. green dimension. Welcome to the show. I feel bad. You know, I used to have like an office with stuff. Well, I used to have an office with stuff on the background. You know, like a bookshelf with a bunch of gaming trinkets that I don't need. Mm. And uh, but now I just have a wall and a green screen. So yeah, that thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is this is me now. This is my surrounding. It's it's much more minimal. It's, it's not as it's zen. One might say. It's yeah. very zen, yeah. You have become one with the stream. Yo, can I just talk about the Matrix for a minute? Because when I was like... Four- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> when I was like 14, me and my friend thought this was like the most life-defining movie. And I come to find out as an adult, like everyone fucking hates it. I don't understand. No, really- the Matrix oh, is fucking amazing. I love, okay, I love good. all of the Matrix movies. I don't care what people say. Okay, <laughs> good. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I'm glad I'm amongst uh, like-minded company because yeah. I've heard people say it's terrible. I'm like, I know was like that was like my Bible as a teenager. So the I'm, only thing that's <laughs> terrible is the very end of the third movie where it's like, wait, that that was it? That's that's what this yeah, all led up like, to. The, the ending was not good. On. <laughs> especially, especially when after the second movie, everyone had all those like crazy theories, theories about what the movie was about and how like it was all like a matrix in a matrix and how the real right. world was like i would be like that would be such a mind-blowing ending if it was mm. just like at the end it's like a nerdy kid <laughs> he's like hey, i'd be like what <laughs> no, no he becomes I, jesus and that's it it's like, i, I kind of oh, wish what they had done with it is you i i i recently watched the animatrix having like not seen it oh, before. animatrix is fascinating I think. yeah because it's a bunch of different takes on matrix stories by different you know anime producers and things like that and it really dives into the weird ass mythology of that universe like mm-hmm. in a super fucked up strange ass way um and with all these different animation styles and things like that 
and especially the second movie really like built out on that mythos and actually did the game did as well matrix online really built out the mythos where yeah. you know the idea that werewolves and vampires and such that they actually gave an explanation for those existing you know yeah. as kind of a old programs of the matrix and that's why the, where these myths came from and there was all this speculation about what was going on with the albino you know the albino twins and things like that and and then the last movie was mostly an hour of people pointing upwards with guns screaming at sentinels which yes, was really uh, fucking yes. boring uh, and wasn't wasn't really a fan of that and 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 the the probably the superman fight we all wanted yeah was in that movie where it was basically basically became super saiyans and flew around and stopped rain there was a lot of that <laughs> yeah, awesome. sound waves and it, it was cool yeah. it was like <laughs> All right. It's a bit much, but yeah. Yeah, I've had so many people say that really the point where they decided that the movies were all garbage was the millions of Agent Smiths against Neo fight, and I was like, no, that was the gratuitous <laughs> fight. Yeah, I the, the pinnacle. So that was bad. the gratuitous, ridiculous I, bullshit that I was oh looking for. Going back and rewatching that is like, oh god, the CGI in this is. Awful. Oh well, it was especially um, wasn't it number two where um, where he fights the bunch of Agent Smiths and he does the whole spinning around on the pole thing. Uh, yes, that if yes. you actually slow yeah. that down and look oh at the CGI God. and the face replacement, it's terrible. It's uh. awful. There's another oh, movie like that actually. Go watch the one by um, uh, with uh, Jet Li in it, where Jet Li is fighting yes. other Jet Lees from different yes. dimensions. Yes. The face replacement yes. in that, if you pause it's it, so is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. After that point, you're just like, wow, I thought this looked amazing when it first came out. The one is actually like one of my favorite Jet Li movies, despite the fact it's been in incredible cinematic productions. Really good stuff. And then the one that I like the most is the fucking one, which is terrible. You know, really? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, going back and watching old movies that have a lot of special effects, it's unfortunate that we are progressing so rapidly that even the first uh, Lord of the Rings movie, you go back, uh, go back and watch the first Lord of the Rings movie. Whenever the wraiths show up, the the face covering, like like the blackness of their face, it's aging. Is so poorly done now. You're like, oh god, that looks awful, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit! But this like, is one of the yeah. best movies of all time, like. Right? Like, oh no! <laughs> it's, it's, it's got back to the point where I would rather watch, you know, 80s, 90s action movies with practical effects um, mm -hmm. than watching old, you know, 2000 era sort of CGI. Absolutely. Yeah. It's weird because, yeah, at the time it looks great, but none of that stuff ages very well. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, I'm going to be fascinated watching movies from now in like 10 or 20 years because there's definitely potential that stuff that right now we're like, it looks so real. We're going to be like, oh Can't my God. Can't say about that about Avatar. It's like, yeah. the biggest yeah, 3D yeah, yeah. production of all time. What a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> looks like a made-for-TV movie now. Mm -hmm. well, I was going to say, though, it, it's, we were talking about like The Matrix and uh, you're talking about was it the Jet Li movie. You don't really see a lot of those like kung fu crazy over the top movies anymore. I'm kind of disappointed because I really liked those. You can get crouching some... tiger, hitting dragon, and all that. Like those were fun. Those, those are fun like, to watch. Well, the new crouching tiger is coming out, right? Yeah. Oh, is it? oh okay. Netflix, yeah, Netflix show. Yeah, the yeah. Netflix is doing it, and I mean, there, there was there was that era of we fucking love. Uh, I, you know, Asian stuff like Chinese in particular, you know, House of uh, Flying Daggers, yeah. um, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, all sorts of things like that. Basically, uh, Jackie Chan sparked all of that in the 90s. Yeah. Like, when we had the, like, Jackie Chan, like, that solid line of Jackie Chan movies, 
everyone was like, oh shit, people love this stuff. And so that's when we started to actually get Chinese movies just redubbed. And then those actors started making films here. And then that died off. And I would love yeah. to see more because some of the movies that are produced overseas are the dopest shit that China ever produces some great stuff. Uh, as does, um, I've started watching a lot right? of South Korean film lately, mostly because like the guys used to be on my esports team kind of uh, recommended some stuff like South Korean gangster films, things like that. There's some really mm -hmm. good shit in there. Yeah. yeah, I think that we went from sort of fantastical fantasy style Asian fighting movies. And then we hit this point where it was like, we want something more grounded. We want like- Rumble yeah. in the Bronx, yo. Rumble in the Bronx. Um, there's a movie that's on Netflix called The Man From Nowhere. And it's like one of my favorite movies. It's so- Isn't good. that Korean actually? I think, I think I've seen Korean that. Movie. Yeah, it's a South Korean. Mm -hmm. I actually, that was one of the first ones I saw. Um, it's great. That was fantastic. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, yeah. Man From Nowhere. There's a lot of really of good ones like Go that. Go watch it. That and oh, Chinese historical stuff as well. I mean, fucking Red Cliff. If you've got the time to watch the sort of four plus hour extended cut of Such Red Cliff movie. that is literally on two Blu-rays. Oh my God. If you, if you are a fan of Dynasty Warriors and you love like just the battles that take place in that, this is... No spoils. This is the most important battle in all of that storyline. Yes, it's, it's a four-hour right. movie of that one battle with all the characters you would know and love. And it is so good. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. There's, yeah there's, there's, I should go back and watch a bunch more of that stuff because it is phenomenal. <laughs> you know what movie I like really want to go back and watch is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Holy shit. That was That's just amazing. On the other, that was just on the other day. And I watched... All of it. I, I couldn't. Remember. I couldn't remember the name of it, so I literally just Google searched. That's a lot of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go back and watch Kung Fu Hustle. So good. Oh, oh, that's man. another one. <laughs> Love Kung Fu Hustle. Phenomenal. The Protector's a good movie. Uh, oh, oh God, there's so many good. Rush movies. Hour is one of my favorite. Well, I'm back, man. Get that shit. That's so good. Oh, on back movie. was fucking. I, I, I know they did a bunch of sequels that weren't as good, but the original on back is back just is awesome. Mm. Yeah, I love that yes, one. There's so many, so many good movies that are produced overseas that we just, unless you're searching for them, you just don't see them, and they're oh. awesome. And if you want to get like really fucked up, you could go watch Old Boy. Old Boy, yay! Yeah. Not the remake, the original, the, remake. the no, Korean original. Yeah, remake. enjoy that. Watch the original. Oh boy, it's completely fucking twisted. Mm -hmm. so, there you go. Fucked up movie. Anywho. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. the reason we're talking about movies is because Jesse Cox, oh. you saw Warcraft, and you actually wanted to talk about that. Uh, we are going to avoid spoilers, obviously. Oh, if, totally. Yeah, if I he spoils seen, so. anything, you have my full permission to find him and beat him with a stick. I won't mm -hmm. spoil a damn thing. So yeah, last night was awesome. I, I was at the premiere, and they let me host. It was the craziest ever night of my life. Uh, I In many ways. With Jamie Lee Curtis dressed as an orc. It was yes. Like, yes. To be fair, she does that all the time. Like for those who don't know, Jamie Lee she Curtis, giant nerd. All the time. Giant nerd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I fundamentally was like, this is the cool. I got to talk to all the actors. Duncan Jones is amazing and like the biggest nerd I've ever in my life. Like he is 100% into it. And so anyway, one of the things that that was really, really funny. So last night, Clearly, like, I could do no right in the world of Warcraft. <laughs> mm. But one of the things that really Let me, me just say this. Like, this is my message to the internet right here. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Like, just I, I fuck off. 
Done. I, right. I could not. On you go. I could not do any right. And one of the things that tipped me off to it immediately was so we're, before we start, before we do anything, Legendary Pictures gives us notes, things they want us to talk about. And so while the movie is doing very, very well overseas, it is destroying box Biggest right. Chinese release on uh, Midnight Release ever, I believe, beating Furious 7. Damn. Yeah. And, and so huge overseas. Here in the States, critics are just destroying the movie. So one of the things they wanted to point out was like, hey, this is a fan movie made by the people who are fans for fans. Like, we would like you to promote the movie that way. So literally, as the night goes on, I keep stressing about how it's a fan movie, and people obliterated me on Twitter, been like, how dare you? This is a multi-million dollar production, oh. and they put a lot of time, this represents everything we love, how dare you call it a simple fan movie? Idiots. I, like, mm. I can't wait. I so, was supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to. The Legendary was, Pictures literally told me to say that. <laughs> I responded to one guy, and I was like, I was, I was told to say that, and his response to me was, "Did you do everything you're told?" And I was like, <laughs> "When I'm employed to, yes, you fucking idiot." <laughs> I, I was like, "I can't, I can't, I can't do anything." Holy shit! Yeah, that's about the middle ground of where my night was. I was like, okay. I was paid to be here because they wanted a funny guy, and I tried to be funny. And whoops, sorry that you, like mm. a small section of the. Uh, wow, fan base was like, that wasn't my kind of funny, though. Mm. Tough Sorry. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it anyway, up your ass. Yeah. For the most part, everyone seemed to enjoy it, and I enjoyed it, so it was awesome. Uh, but when we finally saw the movie, uh, I absolutely 100% believe that what they told me to say isn't like a line for like countering bad press. I was going to say, that sounds like we're going to get on, so let's I, say it's... I'm going to assume there's an element of that to it. From the get-go, it's a fan movie. So, mm. I like, the, the way I would describe it is the first 30 minutes of this movie is scene after scene after scene after scene after scene after, of, like, cutting back and forth. And what they do is they say, um, we're going to that, or we're going to see him, or we're going to go do this. And... There's very little explanation given for that. But if you're a fan, and I unfortunately, I can't see it through the eyes of like a normal human being. <laughs> I, I recognize everything that's happening. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly where they're going. I know exactly what they're doing. I know who that is. I know what all these scenarios are. I know what this place is. I get all the references. So I know everything. So it, they don't need to explain it to me. But I can see how if you were uninitiated to like the WoW franchise or the Warcraft franchise, you'd be like, what the is that see me like random cuts to like goldshire and red ridge and like well, well, stuff it, that went in, in context yeah, yeah it would be like it, it does a it does a lot of work to set up the story for the latter half of the, like the second half of the movie is really really solid it's in and it's that part that's like in the beginning where it's very quick and it cuts between stuff that it's trying to introduce so many characters when they finally stop introducing the characters then it settles down hmm. but if you know all the characters already you're thrilled they went through and just did like, here's everyone that's in this damn movie. And you're like, all right, cool. And so I think right. that's one of those things that a normal viewing audience would be like, what the fuck? And so mm. everyone who's saying Blizzard tried really hard, or I guess Legendary and Duncan tried really hard to make this a wide appeal movie. I would say that this is, they made this for the fans. Like there's a strong element of we made this for the fans and that's what we're trying to go for. Because I don't know how, like, I know there's a lot of people, I guess there's many people who have seen it who aren't fans that enjoyed the movie, but I would say 
generally, I know a lot of people would be very confused by some of the stuff they saw at the front, like at the top of the movie. But with that said, since I knew it all, I'm sitting there with like some of the Warp Zone guys and Michelle and everyone. We're just like, yeah, no, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Is it kind of what you wanted, I guess? As yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people because you're a huge law nerd, and they probably fucked with it in a big way, right? They, they, they definitely. In the second half of the movie, there's a lore bit that is super spoily, so I won't say it. There's actually two big lore moments in this movie that they change completely, but I'm pretty sure it's for one of those like, because the end is definite setup to we want to make more movies, right? So I think the lore changes they made were so that the movies would make sense later, because. If they hadn't changed those things, it would be like too much. You know how wow lore is like a million yeah. fucking things happening. So I understand, uh, and I'm not too butt hurt over it because it wasn't like major lore things, and all the things I wanted to see were there. And really, for me, just seeing this world on screen was awesome. And I had the epiphany because I was talking with Frank Pierce, who's like the chief development officer there, and their whole thing is like we would love to see our, every one of our worlds up on big screen. Like, and I was like, dude, I want an Overwatch animation. I want a <laughs> badass uh, uh, Diablo horror movie would be fucking dope. Uh, like a really cool, like Starcraft sci-fi slash like sci-fantasy or whatever it's called story. Like there's, there's so much stuff there that I think Warcraft's a good starting point. And it was just everything I wanted to see. Um, story-wise, it's the story of Warcraft 1. So if you played Warcraft right. 1, you know the story. Uh, there's nothing really big there. Again, like I said, there's two or three lore moments they change, but it still is the same outcome, if that makes any sense. Hmm. They change it to fit the movie, but they don't... It doesn't, like, change what happens. It's just, we're going to change how that happens, which is like, all right. I mean, sure. Yeah, I know I know problems with it all. I, I we After it was over, I was like, I enjoyed the hell out of that. But again, I'm seeing it through like ruby glasses and crystal prisms and like it's, it's, <laughs> it's a world I've spent 25 years of my life in. So everything about it, I'm like, that was fucking cool to see. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean everyone, like, someone's going to be like, like that. You're also in the position to be the first one to say like, oh, that wasn't good enough. You know, so the fact that you enjoyed it, I think says a lot. Yeah, it was. I thought it, there was nothing not good enough about it. I think. Every everything I really enjoyed. I liked all the I liked all the characters in it. I I think the thing that they could have done if I was going to be like super hypercritical is there are a lot of characters that were included because they're important later, mm. and they but aren't necessary for this story, but they're necessary for future stories. Mm. So like Ogrim Doomhammer, I love Rob Kaczynski. I love him to death. Ogrim Doomhammer as a character is not necessary in this movie because he doesn't even show up till Warcraft 3 to be like, hey, Thrall, uh, here's the Doomhammer. So really, he's not like a too big of an important character, but he, but they put him in this one as a setup for, hey, later on, this is he's what He's gonna happens. do a thing. Yeah. Mm. Which and is always so- weird when you don't actually know whether or not there's ever gonna be a sequel to this thing. Like, right. I mean, I, I like I like self-contained movies. And, and this could easily have been a self-contained movie. And the things they did that are really, really great that I think will make fans, like fanboys like myself, really, really happy is literally in every scene, they stuck something in there for the fans. Like, every scene has something where you're just like, <gasps> That's the <laughs> thing that I know from the game that I played sometime. Yes. And, yeah. and even in, 
a movie that's about orcs versus humans, they managed to include numerous other races and expand on that world and even give hints as to like, uh, you know, other things. Like there are other races in this movie besides the ones that you've seen in the trailer. Like mm. that's about as spoilery as I'll get. And it's and, and it's like the coolest thing to finally see that and be like, that shit's so cool. I love how they did that. And <laughs> It's yeah, going to be really yeah. interesting to compare how well this movie does to the to you know the, the critical ratings because the critical ratings are bad you know they are very bad. I, I haven't seen anything sort of that low since you know one of the uh, probably the last Transformers movie. It, it's it's that low in many what places. Is, what's like the primary critique coming from normal critics? Oh, that that is just it, it's like it. I think one of the reviews I read was that it didn't have heart. And that it that's was. Not, that's not even a that's criticism. Vegas. That's vague as <laughs> fuck. That reminds me of all those game reviews that are trying to be way too smart for themselves, talking about the soul of the game. Like, no, tell us what's wrong with it. You know, because uh, you get say, your shit for free. We have to pay a movie ticket. Mm. Tell us what's wrong with it. One of the one of the reviews I read said that Ben Foster, who plays Medivh, was like acting over the top. I went into that movie expecting him to ham it up and be awful, and I was like. There is nothing wrong. Like his performance was great. There's nothing. <laughs> he did not. There was no ham in that performance. He was now, like a solid Medivh. I was like, what? Do you, Do you think that disconnect could be that they don't like know or understand the character of Medivh, so that I, they don't know how he should act? And that is the problem with the movie. If, again, being hypercritical, that's the problem. Is because it's a fan movie. You know, uh, Duncan Jones is a fan. The cheese uh, is if expected. You look at all the people in, as a if you look at all the people involved. Everyone involved is like if, at the very end because we had a big book of like here's all the people who will be at the premiere and it gave us bios on everyone and at the end it was like played this many years of WoW did this much of WoW was involved oh in that's awesome so they're all giant fanboy nerds uh, some of the actors clearly weren't they were just actors who were in the movie but many of the actors were and so when you talk to them they're like yeah no I I love it and so you see this thing where everyone involved is in love with this movie, I think that might be to its detriment because what they do going into it is have an expectation that since they know about the characters and you, the player, know about the characters, they don't really need to get in-depth into who these people are. And so, uh, you know, spoilers for uh, Warcraft 1, you, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a demon in, this, in that game and they don't really explain where this demon comes from in the movie. It just comes, it just shows, like, there's, it, it's, it's hinted at, hinted at, hinted at, hinted at, shows up. And so, and if you're a normal moviegoer, you're like, I need way more than that. If you're a game player, you're like, oh, I know who that is. I know why he's there and I know what's going on. I know. And so, and that's all the characters I think are like that for the most part, except Corona, who they developed really well. And um, uh, I guess Lothar a little bit, but even Cadgar is a character that is like, because you know him from the game and you know his story that you they leave things out that you, that are clearly filled in by your mental knowledge of oh i know what that is hmm. and the, so again i can thing, see why the but, thing you've got to bear in mind about movie critics is like compared to uh it, even now as bad as games journalism is it hasn't gotten to the point where people write criticism solely for the sake of being utterly caustic basically to get clicks yeah. That's been the movie industry for a long time. You know, the stereotype of the caustic movie critic that thumbs his nose at literally everything is a real thing. That's that guy who a few days ago posted this movie was the uh, 2000... This was the current centuries or whatever it was, uh, Battlefield Earth. 
And I very <laughs> I like, this is much doubt that. Made, and some guy, and then the, some guy responded like, "You realize Battlefield Earth was made in the year 2000, so technically it's still it's still worse. part of the century." And also, <laughs> Battlefield Earth is so impossibly bad; you cannot right. understand until you've seen just how an incoherent, complete mess that is. I mean, on visuals alone, this one clearly is better than that. It, they could literally say nothing but poo, 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 poo for two hours straight, and the visuals would still make it Let's better than Battlefield Earth. Movie. You know, bear in mind, like, you know, quotes from websites and things like that, and this movie may very well be complete and total ass. Like, I haven't seen it. I'm not expecting much. Things, I love bad movies. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's two hours of turning your brain off and, you know, being bombarded by pretty lights. It's not like a game where you have to actually work for your entertainment. You know, you get to consume it. But, you know, it, it is a quote from it's like uh, IndieWire, who gave it an F, which, by the way, counts as a zero on Metacritic, which is a lot of what's dragging the score down. Um, watching Warcraft bend over backwards to set up a sequel is like watching a desperate paramedic apply CPR to someone who's clearly been dead for hours. He's gone, he's gone, let it go. This is a truly depressing experience. Warcraft is a tragedy. It's, over it's like, who are you trying to impress? <laughs> when you write Nobody's something like that and, and and snort slightly out of their nose it's like uh, he's reading sensible chuckle and drinking a small cognac it's like <laughs> yeah. it, but that's what a lot of movie criticism is like uh, a lot of movie criticism has completely lost touch with its own audience to the point where they don't write for the movie-going audience anymore, and they don't understand what it is the movie-going audience wants. If they did, they would be able to uh, explain away why Transformers continues to make a bazillion dollars Absolutely. every time they release it, despite, yeah. the, despite those movies not being that good, because they don't get what people want to see. I, we had that conversation after the movie was over where we were yeah. like, Transformer movies are infinitely worse than this movie. Awful. Uh, Awful things. As a fanboy of, of the DC Universe... I thought that Batman vs Superman was worse than this movie, like, like because in Batman vs Superman, I think as a fan you go in with an expectation of what you want to see, and that expectation is Superman is an uncorruptible good guy. He's a Boy Scout. He is a character who, to his own detriment, is this like he's he's what all humans should strive to be, and but can never be because but he's an alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, not, Jesus! Oh, sorry, my that's bad. Not, you know, that's not what we got. We wanted to see this, like this, like everyone has in their mind what Lex Luthor should be. That's not the Lex we got. Like everyone wanted to see. The only saving grace that movie was Batman, and it was a Superman movie. So you're just like, what? And this movie, I've yet to see it. I'll probably be fine with it. I'll probably enjoy it. I, enjoy I, was, most things. I was honestly fine with it, but yeah. I'm not like a huge DC fanboy. So not am I. Warcraft like, is a movie where going into it, I'm like, I know what I want to see. I know who these characters are, and I want to see them be that way. And it delivered on that. So I walked away like, I got what the fuck I wanted. I was, yeah. I, was, I was happy that I saw what I saw. But like I said, being a rational human being, I can understand why people be like, not a fan. But as a fan, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't spend for you know when people remake Spider-Man movies, you have to sit through the first movie which is reestablishing everything again. Yeah. 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 I'm glad they didn't do that. And and I it, it gave me all the fanboy stuff that I wanted. And again, it's exactly like I cannot stress enough that they were absolutely right that this is like a fan movie made by fans for fans. And that's it. And the fact that people were like, that's a gross description. I was like, wait till you see it, dude. You'll know I'm right. 
You know what's interesting about it as well is that for years, we as kind of gamers have been complaining that every video game movie is not even anything like the video game. You know? Yeah. Hitman, Prince of Persia, uh, Super Mario Bros. is obviously the, one of the worst examples. Yeah. Literally anything Uwe Ball has ever made. You know, all sorts of things like that. At some point, we wanted a video game movie that's actually a video game movie, you know, that is identifiable within the video game universe. And as a direct result, it looks like that might be what's happened here. You know, and that's what they were trying to make. If that's it, that was the intent of what they were trying to make, then it'll probably do pretty well. You know, and its critical reception is frankly irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, like I said, it's one of those movies that just from the get-go... If you're a fan, especially a fan of the franchise, not just WoW, I feel like this is a movie for an old fart like me who's played literally everything. Like, the film literally opens with a recreation of one of the most famous Warcraft cutscenes ever. Mm. And it's the coolest thing to see live, like, on a giant big screen. You're just like, this is what I've wanted for years. Right. And to finally get it, it it's such, like, a, a, a joyous moment that I, there's no way I could let it be overcrowded by people just being like, I didn't like this. Oh, like, all right, cool. It, it doesn't matter if they don't like it. You did. Yeah. That's all it matters. How did, uh, how did you guys feel about their marketing strategies for oh, this? I thought it was garbage. I thought it was the I worst. felt like pretty much every, pretty much everything that they did was like promoting Warcraft, but yeah. not like a movie like the, like twi even, the twitch badge even thing. the twitch badges that's mm. what made me yeah. think of it is like so many people are like cool you can be alliance or horde but like what is this for same, same <laughs> with the, uh, yeah. the warcraft like capture the flag event they did yeah um they got a bunch of youtubers and it promoted the hell of those youtubers and it promoted the hell out of the concept of warcraft mm -hmm. nothing for the movie i even tweeted like i don't know what that was so my <laughs> argument for that is that I think all Warcraft players or gamers already knew the movie was coming out anyway, so why do you need to market to them? They already go to well, see I, it. I it's feel a waste. like this is one of those things where somewhere someone, because there's, again, some of the, the like two or three moments that, where they change the lore are clearly done either to set up stuff in the future, or I will say this, somewhere in a conference room, an executive was like, let's make that a little different. There's, I, I heard there were rumors there was a good amount of footage cut from the final movie. There's a lot of footage cut. I was talking with people last night, and there's a lot. Like, almost half a movie's worth cut. Christ. Mm -hmm. so, and, and I think it was to... I believe originally it was supposed to be a character drama, and they cut it to make it an action film. Mm. And so... You'll notice, you'll actually know, there's one or two moments in the movie where there's a cut that you're like, why did they cut there? And I truly right. believe because there's more scene and they just cut after that line. And I'm like, huh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where there's a few moments where you truly feel like someone in an executive room is like, let's like, okay, I see what you're doing, but what if we did it this way? And that goes entirely to the promotion of the movie, which was done very much for, hey, you aren't a, fr a fan of this franchise, or you play video games, but what about this one? It's a video game movie. And that's, I mean, that's not going to get people in, like, they should have gone hard on fanboys and been like, yo, remember, remember when you played back in Wrath, man? I really genuinely think they're just going to see it anyway. Like, I, I think it's, it's wasted market. You're preaching to the choir in that respect. They're going to go see it anyway, just out of sheer curiosity. 
And I understand that, and which is why they spent their money trying to get other people in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, right. and I, it makes sense to me. But I think the way they did it, I mean, Warcraft is a video game. It has, it has so many strikes against it as a concept. It's a video game, fantasy video game, and then currently an MMO. So it's like the nerdiest of subcultures coming together, or at least with Lord of the Rings. I don't know if anyone remembers this. When the first Lord of the Rings movie came out, everyone was like, ugh, whatever, ugh, whatever. And then they saw it and were like, that was majestic. And then, <laughs> and then, then after, I remember after the first movie ended, being in a theater with people who were like, that's it? Because it literally ends on a like, all right, Mr. Frodo, we're going to go off. So, I, I have a quote for you. I mind as a kid watching that movie. I was like, wait, what the shit? It can't end there. I was so upset. So I've got yeah, a quote for you. About Lord of the Rings going into and that. Then, then the next movie, the second Lord of the Rings movie, Everyone was hyped for that movie because when they saw it, they were like, it's so cool, the continuation. It's one of those moments where fantasy is hard to sell, especially high fantasy. And high fantasy in a video game based off of like the MMO concept where everyone's already like, that's some nerdy shit right there. <laughs> that's a tough sell to a general population. But like that's that's what I think is the huge problem with their marketing though, is that they were like, okay, we need to get people interested in the concept of Warcraft and in like the two factions and all of this sort of stuff. But even then people are still like, okay, but like, what is this for? Like people still don't understand that it's for a movie. And I don't know yeah. how they missed the boat so hard with that. Yeah. So I, on that theme, I remember going to see Fellowship of the Ring. It was a fuck long time ago, but mm-hmm. I remember a quote uh, as we walked out of the cinema. Bear in mind, this was in Newcastle. So... <laughs> they, yeah. that, that will make it interesting enough in and of itself. And it kind of summarizes the whole thing. And walking out, and there was this um, this girl, probably, I don't know, uh, 17, 8 years old, whatever. And she's got this kind of confused look on her face. And she's saying to her friend, it's like, I I just wanted to see him throw the ring in the fire. <laughs> it's like, what? No, that's that's later. No, you don't. I, oh, like, didn't lots understand. Of stuff that. Didn't understand first. that it was a trilogy. Like, yeah. Just didn't know right. uh, that it was three books. Uh, so I was like, I want to see. I want to show. Uh, why didn't the show show that's one? The Ring of the Fire. I like because mm. because uh, it's not. No, it's <laughs> that is absolutely what they do with this movie. Is this movie ends on a like? There is clearly in their minds going to be a sequel. Monetarily, we'll find out if that's going to happen. Mm. But in their minds, they're like Warcraft is a trilogy. Warcraft one, two, and three. All of them are connected. That's how it works. So. We can't end Warcraft 2 storylines in a Warcraft 1 movie. So we're going to continue it. See you in the next one. And it's yeah. very, like, it's super obvious that is what's happening. They make a point of, of like, there should have been a guy on the screen being like, oh, yeah, so all the stuff's happening right now is literally set up for the sequel. See you then. Like, <laughs> hmm. Bye, bitches. It's like, wall will return in. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Like, zip, zip, twist. You might, <laughs> be very, you might be too close. But, like, it's yeah. one of those things that is, you know, as a fan, you're like, that's so cool that all this stuff was in there. And the fact that out of all of them, they have to start with the Warcraft movie, the first one, even though that story isn't, like, the biggest one, I would die to see, like, an Arthas storyline on the big film. Mm. Aside from the fact that it's essentially Darth Vader, I still would love to see that storyline on the film. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, shall we move on to some video games? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Force, what have you been playing this week? What's going, been going on? 
it's a little uh, unknown game by the name of Overwatch. Here we go again. I'm not sure if anyone's played it. Or yep, top. Yep. So here's a problem for us. Uh, if we talk about Overwatch, people complain. If we don't talk about Overwatch, people complain. So... Well. Turns out the internet complains either way, so... Have you seen the Overwatch subreddit? That is complaints. <laughs> oh, but such good shitposts. Trash Diva is my new favorite character. It's, I mean, that subreddit does not have enough good shitposting on it, though. Like, you've got to go elsewhere for the really good shitposting. I was, uh, Force and I were talking about just, like, all of the pre- Dorito Diva? Uh, yeah, Dorito yeah, Diva exactly. is, like, oh my god, there are so many pictures of her, and there's, um... There's a okay. There's an anime character called Umaru, and it's literally like this girl who pretends she's totally normal and cute, and then when she's home, she's just like a trash goblin, right? And so people keep like drawing Diva as Umaru, and it's the funniest shit to me. It's like the, the perfect cross section of things for me. <laughs> I love I, it. I can't. I guess I still have a problem of reading every day. Every day, numerous posts about how. Bastion is broken and is making people quit the game. Like, I'll never play again. That, and I'm like, that is the easiest character. I, I, I know. I was going to say. It's really easy to Bastion's like, a noob check. That's absolutely, the thing. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, I totally agree with that. If you're like, I can't figure out how to destroy Bastion, it's like, really? <laughs> You it's were not good. trying very hard. Uh -oh, <laughs> sorry, did I just trigger games journalism there? Get good. Actually, Can't say that uh, anymore, apparently. That brings up a good point. I, I talked. I was talking about this a couple of days ago in a video. the The difference in like the meta between console and PC players, and a lot of the complaints of like a Bastion or Torbjorn might be coming from console players because they have like a harder time. Because it's turning. you know yeah turning is Torbjorn is, is more powerful on console. So yeah, so that that could well, that could be part of the issue. Farah is apparently is real powerful on console because aiming upwards with a thumbstick is pretty hard. That's what um, I've been hearing. Yeah, um, I feel like Torbjorn's turrets are more obnoxious anyway because they automatically detect where you are. Like at least right. Bastion has user error, right? Like you can get right. behind Bastion and he's not going to be like, "There's somebody yeah. behind me." <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. I mean, obviously Bastion is a murder machine if he fucking sees you, uh, but if he doesn't, then that's cool. Yeah. yeah, obviously, they recently announced an uh, interesting and logical thing, which is they're going to be balancing PC and console separately mm -hmm. on the basis of that. I don't... I, I imagine some company has done that before, but I can't think of an example of where they've outright said we're doing that because of the difference in controllers. Well, I was reading through uh, the common threads, and I saw some reference. I don't remember which one, but people are talking about maybe one of the CODs or battlefields where they had been, like, weapon speed or damage certain weapons well yeah things like that there's a huge difference so the guys in the office next door i was watching jordan them play uh, overwatch on either playstation or xbox one of the two and while watching them i was watching their uh widowmaker and widowmaker on console versus widowmaker on pc widowmaker's tuned for consoles like hmm. she plays normal on on PC, dudes are getting crazy, like pew, 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 like murdering people without oh, even yeah. aiming. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's, uh, I am um, every time Widowmaker makes a player of the game, I always make the comment, "Hey, it's Widowmaker's point and click adventure," because uh, that's basically yeah. all she does. Yesterday, I was in a match with. It felt like playing against a CS pro. They were just constantly quick scoping, and they don't even have to, but they kept scoping out because that's what you do in Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah. scoping out, and scoping in, and like headshot, headshot, headshot. It's like 
literally just clearing our team as they walk the payload to the yeah. end of the map. And I'm just like, okay, good job. It can be a nightmare. It's an inherent problem with that character right now on PC because it's one of those things where if you're an okay, just like shooter character, like player or an FPS player, then it's like a normal character. But if you're a really good sniper in any other game, any other FPS, you are unstoppable in this game. And it's yeah, because Widowmaker is broken. super like, she's a very newbie sniper character to play. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, I there's can no fall off. And I'm yeah. a fucking terrible sniper in every other the game. The charge time is so fast in comparison so to say fast. like TF2 sniper, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's I, hyper mobile compared to him too. And I've been seeing people utilize her grapple hook. And basically what you can do is when you grapple up to something, if right before you hit the edge, you hold down space bar, it actually like propels you over the thing. So you'll be seeing Widowmakers midair like Farah just getting headshots as they're falling. It's it's ridiculous. It's insane. Well, it's something you pointed out as well in your video that the hitboxes on... The uh, hitboxes are... Yeah. They're too big, basically. The, yeah. the, the hitboxes on the head is too big. I mean, you showed off, uh, you know, Hanzo kills where you can't even see the player. You yeah. actually shot through a doorway and it counted because his hitbox, his headbox is much larger. He's not He's actually like on your screen. Yeah, it, but it's... Divas? Have you uh, seen Divas? No. Yeah, it's like her entire visor. The entire front, <laughs> of, her, the entire front of her thing is a headshot. So yeah. that's why if you're Diva and you run into combat, your life just goes... And you're like, what the? I'm a tank. It's right. If they hit you in that visor, which is this giant area, you're taking headshot damage, which it's is crazy. Crazy. It's worth noting before the crazy Overwatch obsessed fans go over us here that the hit scan weapons, like um, like Widowmaker and McCree, they're they aren't as generous with the headbox headshots right. as the projectiles. It's the projectiles Absolutely. like Hanzo and Genji and Maze right click. They right. have like a huge, like you can hit a head length to the side and above. It's crazy. Well, Hanzo's well, arrow Yana, also has Yana a hitbox as well, right? Thing. Isn't, isn't that, that the point that the, the arrow that um, they fire, uh, that Hanzo fires, actually also has a larger hitbox? It's not just like a one pixel right. thing. Like, That's what I understand. So it's a combination yeah. of the two, which is making it, uh, you know, especially characters like Hanzo, be able to just... Because I just see some plays, I'm like, he didn't even hit me. He's just like firing arrows, kind of an angle. They're just falling on people's heads. Right. Like, yeah. He didn't. He, that that that's <laughs> over there. Like he didn't hit that at all. Well, that's a th- and, and it's also it's compounded by the fact that the kill cam isn't precise exactly. But sometimes it'll be like Hanzo. It looked like he just hit me in the stomach, and it's like headshots. Like it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's well, yeah. it's. One, one of the things that I think is also interesting that, that we have to get more follow-up on is I remember talking with Jeff Kaplan about, like, when you see yourself die on screen, he said that's unreliable footage because it's the server trying to balance out what you saw what versus the other guy saw. Yeah, it's called and- client-side hit detection. It's, I mean, it's, been, yeah. it's an issue in a lot of different games where you, you, because you saw it on your screen and you hit him, the server then accepts what your client said as the truth. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily what the other player saw. And that's right. combined with something called tick rate, which is how many times the client and the server update each other on a regular basis. And, right. you know, uh, 20 tick is the current public rate. And that is, that's very low compared to a lot of other games. Um, Battlefield 4, for the longest time, had a much lower tick rate. And they upped it and the game got better. There were less of those, he killed me around a corner issues or the, or he was actually over here instead of there yeah. but it's not all tick rate you know upping yeah. the tick rate to 60 there was a recent um 
posted by Blizzard that said, according to Blizzard, and I don't know how right this is, that if they just switched public service to 60 tick, which they could do, 20% of players wouldn't be able to play anymore because either their internet connection isn't up to it or their computer's not up to it. So they'd literally be, bear in mind, Overwatch has seven, over 7 million players right now. They'd be kicking out over a million players, you know, almost 2 million players uh, on the basis of that. It's something that I think they need to fix, certainly. They need to improve it, but it's not as easy as just upping the tick rate to 60 because right. apparently that would break shit for a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean, and you know, when when this when this stuff is getting talked about, people t- mention the fact that this is meant to be a more casual shooter, and it, it it makes sense. And the fact that the projectile weapons have an easier time of hitting, they're also compensating for player movement, and there's a lot of verticality in this game, so it makes sense. But at the same time, there are games that are just as mobile that also have smaller hitboxes and require more skill. But Blizzard. We know what Blizzard does. They take like popular ideas and they make it a little more friendly to more people. And yeah, can we? Can we I, ship think, it out. I think we should stop calling. We should call it friendly or use. But like the word casual, I always feel like in all Blizzard games recently, they're like, oh yeah, no, this is very casual. But we also have an esport for it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not casual then. That, the, yeah, that, casual. that's very much. It's a very. It is a competitive game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, there's characters where you don't really have to aim. Uh, welcome to MOBAs, like in the Dota game, <laughs> League of Legends, yeah. that uh, the influence comes from there. Yeah, there are characters where you don't really have to aim. That's the same in TF fucking 2, though. You know, if I put a turret down, I don't have to fucking aim it. Yeah. There are weapons that are easier to use than other weapons. It's a class-based game. It's not supposed to be designed in such a way that in every 1v1 situation, you have an equal chance of winning. That's simply yeah. not true. Uh, That's not how it's designed. It. Accessible is the right word, I think. Accessible, it's, yeah. It's an accessible game. Something else people need to realize when it comes to competitive, it's more than how skill-based is a game. There's a, like, user base plays a big role as to how something does as an eSport. Viewability plays a huge role as to how something does as an eSport. Yeah. It's not that the the most skilled game ever is going to be the biggest eSport. That's No, otherwise League of Legends wouldn't be. Or Hearthstone. Yeah. Hearthstone is freaking Hearthstone huge. is maybe the best example of bullshit when it comes to esports. Like there are literally tournaments that have been decided by coin flips. Right. Read the coin flips because that's how the game works. There are pros that go out 0-3 in the first round because they got unlucky. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like much of a sport to me, honestly, right. but the point is people like to watch it so it doesn't fucking matter what exactly. I think. All and that, that matters and that's is what just, matters when it yeah. comes to what's getting money and as such what's growing as an esport. That's just this is the world we live in. I mean, you can you can just keep playing the game that you think is the best, most skillful, most competitive, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a big esport either. No, no, it does not. That's you know coming from someone that's dealing with StarCraft right now. Yeah. StarCraft should be pissing all over every game on the market. It's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, it may be the hardest game in the world, and I actually would stick by that. I think it is actually the hardest game in the world, but. That doesn't make it the most popular esport because it's not a meritocracy. People don't watch it on the basis of what is the hardest game. They watch the game that they want to watch, that they enjoy, that they can relate to very much so. Right. And Overwatch will probably do pretty well as an esport as a result of the fact that lots of people are playing it and they relate to it. So they want to watch the competitive side of things. You know, same with League. You know, why does League do as well as it fucking does? Because it has five billion players. (laughs) Literally, five billion. All of them, you know. (laughs) <laughs> only there's only like one town that can't that isn't playing League of Legends. Small town, South Africa. That's yeah. Everyone else is playing. That's because they're playing Dota. They are exactly. They're the Dota guys. So they're, <laughs> yeah. they're keeping it alive. Everyone had to sign the sheet when they're moving into town. 
You will only play Dota. This is a yeah. Dota town. Mm. Yeah. And, and before, I guess before we move on from the topic, uh, we, I, I brief, we briefly talked about it before the podcast, but can I just say how I'm surprised I am as to exactly how much Overwatch is exploding? Like, I figured it would do well, but... Elon f- Musk, dude. It's like, yeah, so everyone, it seems like I'm everyone's sorry, talking what? about it. Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, he did post about it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, but people like, ask the PC on console. It's like, do you even need to ask him? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want him desperately to make an Overwatch team and then just fly them everywhere via HyperTube. Why not he launches them into orbit? Yes. On a fucking Falcon 9. My team's house is in orbit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm happy for Blizzard. It's great that the game's doing well. I just didn't expect like the sales numbers. It's the in within two weeks or whatever. They marketed the fuck out of this. It's crazy. What I what I didn't expect was for people who were in the beta, and I'm including myself in this. People who were in the beta for the whole time to still enjoy playing it so much. I did. Yeah, I I still play it daily. I told you all. Literally almost a year ago now. Yeah. Once you see the fact that a game isn't even out yet and it has some of the, like, most porn you've ever seen. <laughs> that's it? That's just, the driving factor? I said that. I said that a lot. If you like, care enough about the characters to make porn of them. Sure, okay. If you care yeah. enough about the game. it's that, Yeah. There, there's no fucking Battleborn porn. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I don't know. No Battleborn? That's a shit. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, it's one of those Let me where check the archives. Battleborn porn. It's very clear that it was everywhere. And what was even more important is that <clears throat> people retweeted it or posted it. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we've seen it. I'm telling you, it sounds immature and childish, but it's legit true that that is what it is. Mm. If people are invested enough in a character, if they like a character enough to be like, I want to see that character naked. That's a like level of fandom that drives sales. It's totally true. And the fact that I know that it's true is after the game launched, that shit skyrocketed. <laughs> Go look at the internet. You yeah. can see stats of people being like, like Google searches, especially like China is insane for porn. Do- Dodger wants to chime in. Okay, so. <laughs> Tell us about the battle porn. Overwatch has lots of porn as we've established. I searched in an incognito window. Obviously. Battleborn porn. And the first fucking thing that showed up was, which Battleborn do you think would make the cutest couple? <laughs> so very little. Not, <laughs> not, not much. The I'm looking for. <laughs> no. Do you, have, do you accidentally have say search on? You know, maybe have that. No. Please, TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to for a second. All right. Come on. It's one of those things that you can, but it, it's not about the porn itself. Like, that's, if you want to be an immature jerk and be like, oh, Jesse's being, like, whatever. It's not about that. It's about, knowing what people subconsciously and mentally are thinking about when it comes to a game and they fucking love the characters in this game yeah. it's a game that has no story they're so invested they in it people in this world they're so invested in a game that has really no plot line it's would have would have made a great mmo well yeah they created a world and no one, it's not even in the game. And people are yeah. so invested. People know these characters. They're like, I love this character. I love this character. In the game, they're just like, I say a few lines and shoot people. And that's it. It is it's phenomenal. It's, it's amazing to see something like that happen. So it would be, I, I do want to say it would be nice. I'm not going to take away, like, I, I'm playing the game every day. I love it. 
I'm covering it a ton. You don't it's have great. to cover your ass for, but, so you're allowed to not but, like parts of it. Yeah. I, I think it would be nice. Well, first of all, I think a single player would have been amazing. Um, but like all the effort that they're putting into cutscenes, that's the kind of like lore building that would be nice if it were in the game. You know, it's fine for someone like me who's just going to consume everything Overwatch related. But for a lot of people who aren't browsing the Overwatch Reddit, competitive Overwatch, the official forums, aren't checking the Overwatch YouTube channel, to have that story building that they're putting out these cinematics for actually in the game, I think would have gone a long way for the uh, the broader audience, I guess. I, See, I, I think they've, you... they've gone the TF2 route Yeah, when it comes to their lore. Which is external media. But that's almost surprising that they went the TF2 route instead of more the Blizzard route, where they're trying to stop you from going to Wowhead and all of this stuff. They're trying to keep you in the game. Whereas well, in this would, game, they're a little... I think I think they can easily create scenarios for, like, a six-man team. Like, we're going to give you scenarios. Like, that's something they could do. Yeah. But it's, I think the world building they're doing, at least right now, I almost wonder if it isn't... And I don't know this. This is just a, like a wild accusation slash guess. Maybe this is stuff that they had set up for Titan. Like all this is extra things. And they were just like, like, cause I imagine many of these could have been cutscenes in an MMORPG. These could have been background and story and things that could have existed mm-hmm. for an MMORPG. And then when that fell through, they're giving it to us as other content. And then they're using the assets from the game to like that they had to create the game we're playing now. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. I don't know. It's, it could be wildly outlandish, but it's possible. Um, yeah. I'm glad to see other games that have a lot of world to build on, like trying to do the multimedia thing the way that Overwatch is. Because um, it's worked so well for Overwatch, right? And uh, I know Dishonored is coming out with like comic books and novels now to build up to Dishonored 2. And that's another game that had so much world left unexplored with just one. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think if you have the right game for it, then doing the multimedia thing, like whether or not Blizzard planned on using, you know, these animated shorts technically as like cutscenes or cinematics or whatever. Uh, I think it's it works. It works for them. Mm, it's this also is where I am on Phantom level. I have the drummer. <laughs> oh my, that's a nice looking I, book. It is literally it is literally every single line of text like book in the Ooh. first game. Cool. Mm. I actually I actually think I might that's get a hold awesome. of that. That's that's cool because I couldn't be asked to read any of that shit in the game because I wanted to stab <laughs> things. Obviously, don't interrupt me with your reading. What the fuck is this? Planescape Torment? No, unacceptable. Stab is things. That, is that sequel out this year or is that next year? I don't it's know if this, I, I year. this year. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. We got E3. Yeah, it's, it's Sunday. Yeah, I think it's this September is when Dishonored Two is supposed to come out. So like throughout mm-hmm. the uh, the summer, they're going to be releasing uh, a short series of comic books that are going to be combined into a trade paperback and then nice. two novels, something like that. Cool. I, I forgot how much I liked being in that world. That was that was so a hell of a world, you know. This entire section of the book about Pandisia, which is that continent where like people go and don't come back, is so good in this book. It, like you were saying, the world creation they made was like I'm. At, but when I beat the game, I was pissed that it was only in that city. I was yeah. like, they made an amazing world that we didn't get to see. I'm really excited to finally see all that in the sequel. Yeah. So. 
What's yeah, interesting sure. is that, you know, obviously Overwatch makes no fucking sense from any sort of coherent narrative perspective. It's like, Absolutely. why is Tracer fighting Tracer? Or, you know, why are Reaper <laughs> and things fight? Wait, what? Why is it? Why are we even fighting each other? It's like, it's not even good guys versus bad guys. because so that's not how the game lineup works. Yeah. Uh, you've got to completely suspend that element of disbelief. So it's almost like the only story you could really have is, is character lore of stuff that kind of happened before. Because... Right. There's no coherent narrative or law you could ever really create around what's currently happening. You know, I mean, there's I really think... no good explanation. Whatever contrived game... bullshit you come up with, by the way, to come Even up with that. Game, uh -uh. When they acknowledge characters talking to each other, some of what they say, you're just like, like Widowmaker and says, Tracer, right? And Tracer's like, well, don't think I'm happy about it. It's like, wait, so they're both hired mercenaries on a mission against other mercenaries and they're working together? What? You tried to murder That's, each other. Yeah. Exactly. Just quite no, recently. Yeah, yeah cuz in the original cinematic and in the Widowmaker thing, they set up this rivalry between the two. Totally. And that seems to be a, th a through line in a lot of the stuff where they're talking about like the good Overwatch cast members and the bad Overwatch cast members, but that stuff is almost so nebulous. In the when you're actually playing the game, you're like, yeah. wait, well, like, I just, I it could it. never like, work. It could, bad, ne it, it could never work. It's got to be non-canon because otherwise yeah. the game just doesn't function. You just got to wave that away. You know. Mm -hmm. I think that it, I think we're going with the the story stuff that they're trying to do. I think we're going to wind up going in a direction where it's like we're all gray. Let's be real. Because uh, I was talking about this with Sam because in Soldier 76's animation, he like murders a bunch of dudes oh yeah right? and everybody's like soldier 76 is such a good guy and i'm like but he no. like, murdered a fuckload of people oh. right like like they're not they're not trying to sugarcoat that all of these people kill people mm. you know like well that's literally there's... the whole point of the game is to kill the other dudes yeah, yeah. exactly there, there's like, oh no they're just stunned <laughs> there's a ton of like backstory they haven't even touched on yet like there's See, like at, before one of the matches started, I was, I was, it was like Reaper and uh, McCree, and Reaper is like, I taught you everything I know, and McCree's like, not everything. It's like, wait, they were friends? <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just they have not touched on. You're like, all right, well, I can't wait to see where that goes. But in the end, you realize it has no bearing on right. the game. No, yeah. the purpose of it is to make you care about the characters right. as. Uh, and yeah. get invested in the characters, not in the story arc. Because there is no current story arc. You, you, they right. just want you to care about each of these characters so they can sell you a fucking plush later on. That's it. That's the it. grand scheme. The yeah. Tracer that's... butt plush? <laughs> butt plush. <laughs> there you go. That, that's kind of the funny thing about Overwatch. Jesse though. and the giant peach. You know <laughs> what I mean? When I look at Overwatch, I kind of think, all right, either one of two things. Either Blizzard is so talented and so genius that they've made this shooter that feels like it's got such a rich world that we're only seeing bits and pieces of or blizzard just took everything that failed from titan stripped it down a ton and shoved it in this game you're not gonna let this and go we're are seeing you seeing bits and pieces of that i think i think you're looking at it wrong i think take the first thought you had and apply it to the fact that blizzard took a dead thing that we never would have seen right created something people love out of it that's yeah. Genius. That's that true. Yeah. Amazing. The fact that, that they were able to pick up the pieces of something that they all determined to be a failure and be like, okay, but we put a lot of love and thought into this world and these characters, so let's still try to use them. And it wound up being a huge success. It's like, yeah. that's just yeah. rare. Good job. Good Definitely job, guys. Rare. No doubt about that. 
All right, cool. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about things that aren't Overwatch. Uh, plenty of games hey. to talk about. We'll do that. In the meantime, though, this episode is sponsored by squarespace.com slash cooptional. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. Um, this might be the worst ad I've ever fucking written. <laughs> I, I'm almost <laughs> certain it is, actually, and How maybe the downfall of our together. sponsorship. It is terrible. We that will be part of it. just be part awful. Of it, Yep, <laughs> and it's his fault. <laughs> we'll be back after this and some music. Don't go any thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace, for potentially the last time. All right. We'll be right back after this. Do not go anywhere. Well, I'm happy that we got you back, Jesse. It looks like our missing persons report and generous bounty posted on Squarespace was surprisingly effective. Somehow. Yes, I am glad to have returned also. That's... Not your usual tone of voice, but I choose to ignore this obvious narrative inconsistency. So, where exactly did you go, anyway? A remote mountain retreat somewhere in East Asia. To contemplate the meaning of my existence. Oh, I expected something a little bit more... well, you. Whatever do you mean? Um, well, I don't know. Industry parties, influencer junkets, basically anything with free giveaways in an open bar. I don't understand your allegation. Oh, no, it's, it's not an allegation. Look, never mind. I need you to help me with this week's Squarespace ad. I live to serve. You live to... well, okay, sure. So, this week we're trying to let the viewers know that not only can you head over to squarespace.com slash cooptional and create a website for whatever you'd like with 10% of your first order, but Squarespace now also supplies domains. Ah, yes. My mind has entered the domain of celestial tranquility. You know, you sound a little unusual. Whatever do you mean? Um, well... Look, just never mind. The point is, Squarespace domains are incredibly simple to set up. You can link them to your Squarespace website or anywhere else on the internet in just a few seconds. And unlike other providers, there are no hidden costs. Just like creating a website on Squarespace, what you see is what you get with built-in who is privacy and no hidden renewal fees. So, no unpleasant surprises. Squarespace allows one to achieve supreme enlightenment. Well... I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's awesome. You can create a site for whatever you'd like, get 10% of your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional, and also pick up a domain for your site in just seconds. You know, there's something not quite right about you. You're not the same Jesse that disappeared weeks ago. Whatever do you mean? Stop saying that. Jesse doesn't speak this way. This isn't even your real accent. And look, you're wearing a suit. A suit! The only suit Jesse Cox has ever worn was preceded by the word birthday. I have simply reached a state of higher being, of consciousness. My journey of self-discovery is complete. No, I refuse to believe it. You're an imposter, and I bet everybody agrees with me too. In fact, I can prove it. Head over to my brand new Squarespace domain, myrealcox.com, and let your votes decide. Is this the real Cox or an imposter? You simply must calm down. If you're not careful, you'll turn this ad into a cliffhanger. Will I, though? Find out on the next Squarespace-sponsored Co-Optional Podcast. Squarespace, set your website apart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Yo. Cool. We have video games. Let's talk about video games. Can I talk about Lawbreakers? I played a bunch of that last night in the streaming event. We do that. Why didn't you share keys, TB? It wasn't key-based. We to play. We were literally <laughs> invited specifically. I'm so disappointed. I, 
It's not my fault they didn't invite you. <laughs> it's not my How job to get you keys for shit. Come on. I, I thought. <laughs> you thought wrong. You're mistaken as to the extent of our relationship. But one way, uh, we got... Um, so they did a streaming event. They're doing another one tomorrow, I believe. And... Yeah, a few different streamers played it. Some who I knew, some I don't. I know Ghost Robo, who actually I don't think is a streamer at all, played it. Uh, but Gold Glove played it, and uh, Swiftor, and a few others uh, whose names escapes me. Uh, one way or the other, it was um, it was pretty much the same as the version I got at PAX, but we got like two or three hours with it instead of the 15 minutes that I got. So got to play a lot more, played all four characters. Here's something interesting. Uh, the character that I really enjoyed playing at PAX is now a woman. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, which I'm trying to figure out, and I think maybe this might be true, and if it is true, it's cool, that they might have uh, different gendered versions of the characters. Mm. So, because she had exactly the same weapon loadout, exactly the same powers as the guy who I played there, who was like oh. a do evil dude in a mask. Uh, so here, a here's a question that might be worth noting, that both factions have identical copies of the class loadouts. So maybe played a yeah, I believe faction. that. I believe that's exactly what they did. So, because okay. the version I played, she was a good guy. She was an ex MMA fighter. That's and she oh. says a lot of like MMA related stuff. And she's like big badass, kind of Zarya shaped, uh, right. real heavy. Um, and then the version I played seemed to be like an evil person at PAX. You know, when when he was electrocuting people with the unlimited power. Oh, that's, that's the other faction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there is a law and a breaker version of all four. Yeah, I think. exactly. But that's yeah, yeah. Th that's not how they set it up in the uh, the the beta that or the alpha that we're currently playing. That's not the case. Mm. Um, so you, we were just kind of fighting each other, like I was fighting other breakers and stuff like that. Although what's interesting is that I think they acknowledge that in the voice lines, because I he I heard one of the characters say "Rest in peace, breaker." When uh, when she killed him, and I think she might have also been part of the Breaker or Criminal Faction as well, so I'm, I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but one way or the other, as I say, there is a there is a female version. She's called Bombshell, spelled uh, S-S-C-E-H-E-L-L-E -L -L -E or whatever. Uh, and she's like big MMA fighter with lightning guns and lightning powers and rocket launchers and everything anyway yeah that's kind of besides the point uh, so we had the same map and we played we played a lot on that map and that one mode being the whole you pick up the battery you take the battery to your generator it starts to charge the battery then people can steal it in order to steal it they've got to sit for 10 seconds on the point to lower the shield as it were and then they grab it and then they run the fuck off with it and then once you get it to 100 the enemy team's got 20 seconds to steal it back otherwise they lose and it's a best of three in the same mode so you don't stop like when when you score a point the game just keeps going it just resets the position of the battery back so when you get best two out of three that's when the game mode ends so the games can last a good 15 minutes give or take maybe even longer than that uh so that's kind of cool but here's something i uh didn't know you could do which i discovered in this version you can fire backwards yeah that's interesting could you not do that before you could do that before at, at uh, PAX, you could, I think. Yeah, but they never told us you could do that. So I literally had oh, no idea that feature was in the game. <laughs> yeah. Destroyed. Did They're like, you know, if you run away, you can fire backwards. Yeah, like, but did they mention the other function of that? Which is to literally oh. propel yourself through anti-gravity by shooting backwards. Say, can you oh, propel yourself? Yes, <laughs> you can. That's, That's cool. a. So yeah, uh, for those who don't know, like the whole Lawbreakers universe is apparently... Cause you're in real world locations like the Grand Canyon and shit. Uh, but some fucking shit happened to the Earth... 
and it broke gravity in areas of it. So there's an area of the level, which is the center, which happens to be where the barrier is, where the gravity's fucked. So you float around kind of in three three dimensional combat. And there's also a couple of abilities that can break gravity temporarily in different areas of the map. But here's the thing. By firing backwards, you can propel yourself through the gravity that way. So instead of having to rely on a movement-based ability, like, I'm just going to fire backwards, and Newton's third law of motion is going to carry me forward. Hmm. Uh, I was like, that's neat, and yeah. completely unusual and weird. Yeah. Uh, so so I started, I started to kind of master that and combining uh, my movement abilities, like the grappling hook and stuff, with being able to boost by firing backwards. And suddenly like, oh, actually I have way more control in this floaty area than I thought I did. And that's so, unusual. I haven't seen any footage of Lawbreakers at all. Is it just like a another team v team game? It is. Uh, it's the way because I've got a big video coming out on it tomorrow explaining everything. But the way I describe it is, people will instantly compare it to Overwatch because it has heroes. The thing is that in this game, it's more like an arena shooter in the sense that every class can easily beat every class. Like, okay. whereas in Overwatch, that's totally not true. Totally not true at all. You know, you, you're a Symmetra, you run up into a fucking Roadhog, you're dead. Almost 100% of the time, right? In this, it's more, it, there's no team synergy at all between abilities. Like, I can't shield someone or heal someone. All of your abilities are based around fucking killing people. So it's only team-based kind of by necessity of the game mode. It's basically a team deathmatch. So it's more, okay. more arena shooter-esque, but with different classes and loadouts and uh, combat styles. Okay. Um, and the weapons feel really good. Yeah, there's uh one of the characters has like an Iron Man sort of style uh pulse, you know, we kind of repulsive beam thing from the hand. You hit someone hard enough with that, they're low on HP, they literally just pulp in front of you. They just bang, splat, gone. Rocket <laughs> launcher does the same thing. There's a big ground pound that you can do, which will do that as well. Uh it definitely has a little bit of uh, unreal tournament vibe to it in places. But it's got a little bit of Call of Duty in there as well. It's like one class who has kind of aim down sight weapons. So it's like, oh, you're a COD player? Play this dude. He's got aim down sight weapons. But he also has a shoulder-mounted rocket launcher, which is kind of neat. And you can activate that at a time because everyone has an ultimate and abilities and things. So I actually like it. I think it's got... There's a lot to go with it. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be put into it. Like it needs more classes. It needs more maps and modes. Uh, but I actually kind of dig it. I think it's a very different feel to Overwatch. How you know is the, uh, like, well, how's, like, the time to kill? Like, how does the gameplay cadence feel? Um, relatively low, maybe a little bit too low. And it's not just because of the weapons, it's because of uh, the ultimates of certain characters. Um, there's a character called the Vanguard who, she's in a jet suit, she's got a wrist-mounted uh, chain gun, it's pretty cool. Her ultimate, though, is, like, a, is a big ground pound. She'll fly into the air, and I think it's called Starfall or something, and just... Bang! Right down on top of somebody. It does almost enough damage to kill outright the lowest HP class. Straight up. Which, in a game which feels more like an arena shoot, it doesn't feel right. Hmm. You know? It doesn't... That doesn't feel like it should be as powerful as it is. So I think maybe either they... I think they need to maybe up the HP or lower the effectiveness of some ults. Otherwise, the time to kill is pretty good, you know? Uh, it depends on the weapon you're using. A lot of the weapons are projectile. So, you know, rocket launchers and things like that. Or are very short-ranged. There's also a, a class that's very much based on melee and stabbing people. So, it varies on a class-by-class -class basis. I think there's some work to be done there, though. And was I right when I was looking this up in that there's, like, no healing, just, like, health no healing. stations? That's it? Yeah, that's another thing that I talked a lot about, and I think they should change this. That the only way to heal yourself is to go to a health station. There's, like, four on the map. There's, like, one in each person's kind of base. And then there's one at each far side. Okay. You end up, and having that means you end up in a situation where if you don't get to a health station, you're basically like dead man walking, right? 
because mm. I got 20 HP. I can't fight anybody, you know, unless I am a literal god or this guy is blind. You know, he's not going to be able to kill me. I'm not going to be able to kill him. He's going to kill me. So I think they need like health packs. I really do. I think they need to go full doom on this and actually put health packs in the game to give you a bit of a chance to get that health back. You know? Mm. And so, when, you, when you played, did those like turn into fighting spots since that's the only way to yes, go? Was there a yeah, lot I of, did. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Once people maybe. figured out, uh, it was most, no, obviously not the ones in the generator rooms because if you're the other team, you're, really, you're not going to be able to really access the other team's uh, healing spot. But the ones on the outside at the edge of the map, they did become points of contention, yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> and there was some weird shit where people were like, do they dodged in and out of the healing spot to gain extra healing, to gain an advantage in the fight, which was a bit, it felt weird, honestly. Because like, oh, well, I'm fighting this guy, but he's dodging in and out of the healing spot and getting more HP than me. It's like, this feels wonky and shouldn't be happening. But hmm. yeah, I think they might need to rework that system. I, actually, I'm not a big fan. At uh, PAX, that's actually what I did is the way I finally turned around the game for a team is it was a like you capture core and have to run it back to a, a room. But yes. A healing pad is right outside the entrance to our room. Yeah, it is. So I sat there with my rocket, and as people ran around the corner, I just launched a rocket and killed everyone, and then just reloaded and sat in that thing, fired again. Yeah, because you could eat the splash damage because you were sitting in the healing spot. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that is, I don't think it's a good way to do it, because honestly, standing in a health station is not a fun mechanic. Like, no, I, no. But I uh, wanted to win so badly. I was of like, course, yeah, it works. It's totally effective. I did the same thing. When someone was chasing me, I ran into a health station, then turned around and just went... I'm going to beat you in a straight DPS fight because I'm regening health and you're not. So, yeah. you know, uh, I think we need to rework that. Other than that, I think it's a solid core foundation. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. If there's, It's a different feel to something like Overwatch where you go and you feel like, I'm a part of the machine. I'm a part of the team. <laughs> this is like, no, I was going to fucking murder you fools. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. I had an amazing kill streak with the... Um, this might be the best thing I've ever seen in FPS, by the way. The, uh, the assassin girl who has dual daggers, her alt attack on the dual daggers is in like an energy grappling hook that turns you into fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> you could swing around the levels like Spider-Man and get a huge amount of momentum, swing right into someone, dive him, stab him in the back of the fucking head. It, cool. oh, really cool. I used it yeah, to save awesome. myself from going off the level. Uh, one of the devs kicked me off the level. I'm like, no. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I grab and I grappled just as I was about to hit the kill box in the floor, sprung right back off, and he ran after me and fell off the level and died. I was like, <laughs> yes! Awesome. That's what I want. Um, yeah, it's got promise. It's got a lot, lot, a lot to go on it, I think. A lot of work to be done on it. But it is pre-alpha. What is there is really good, mm. I think. So it's worth paying attention to. That's good. So yeah, I played that. I'm happy to hear that. As much as I'm loving Overwatch, I do miss... Like in Rainbow Six Siege, how I could just one v five. Carry, yeah, yeah, and I, I'd like to play another shooter like that again because that's that's fun to happen, have happen. I think you'll get that feel with this. Mm. Yeah, so it's a nice melding of the of the whole. I got abilities, but this is also like an arena shooter, you know, and it'll act like one. So that's that's kind of neat. Let's play that. Oh, um, uh, it wants to go. We played some uh, Dead by Daylight. Uh, yes, uh, both I, of us felt very differently about yes, it. Yes, we did. So, so why did why did you uh, talk about that first? Um, so, Dead by Daylight, for those of you who don't know, is an asymmetric game where one person plays a murderer and four people play like slasher teens who are trying to get away from the murderer. Yeah. Um, the only game mode that they have right now, and I assume it's the only one that they're rolling with because the game's like coming out soon yeah it's coming out real soon yeah maybe maybe the build that people are playing right now is much earlier but the only game mode that you can play right now in the beta is one where 
there are generators all over the place and you're in an enclosed space. So you have to uh, turn the generators on and they're hidden around the map. You have to turn the generators on in order to put power into the gate. And then you have to open the gate and escape. Yes. Um, so you're trying not to get caught by the murderer. And the murderer is trying to find all of the kids. If the murderer hurts somebody, then they'll make sort of like uh, uh, noises. And as the murderer, you can hear them. Um, you move much slower as the murderer, but the kids can't attack you. You can only attack them. Yeah. Um, I believe you move slightly faster than the kids, so you can catch up to them eventually. Uh, if I don't know about that. I think that's the way it works, because like I, I found myself that way. Otherwise, yeah, because otherwise you'd never catch them. I think you, you slowly gain on them, but, but the you, kids can push shit over to stop you. The kids, yeah, the kids can get around shit and can also jump through windows way faster than you. Yeah, they can vault. Like, they jump through windows and you like step through them. So there are yeah. lots of things that it can do to sort of like juke you around. <laughs> you like yeah. can't catch up to them or or catch them sometimes. Um, and also all of the kids are in third person and the murderer is in first person. Yes. So as the murderer, you have much less of a line of sight. Absolutely. And uh, and the kids are, it's a lot easier as a kid to like find a place to hide. Yeah, because so, you can hide behind a tree and see around that tree. Whereas as the murderer, yeah. you're stuck in first person with a very limited field of view. Yeah. Mm. So I thought that it was a really fun game, despite the fact that it's repetitive because it's the only game mode that you can play. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I have like a very low threshold for panicking, so as like <laughs> you you, uh, you scream quite a lot, yeah. That's it, it was so funny because TV at a certain point was like, "Man, you're like really committing to the role play of this," and Sam was like, "She's not role playing; she's panicking <laughs> and screaming." <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry," um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I liked that uh, pretty much all of the people that we were playing with sort of created their own murderer persona, which I think adds to it, you know? Crendor was a creepy fucker, I have to admit. <laughs> because it's just like, it's like a really creepy murderer, but with Crendor's voice coming <laughs> <laughs> All right, gonna put you up on this. Okay, like... <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, like that that made the game a fuckload more fun. And, yeah. But this is kind of where some of my problems with it lie, at least in its current form. Because it, all games are more fun with friends, right? But mm. I don't think a game should ever have to rely on you playing with friends to be good. Here's the problem with this game. The game has a, a perk system of sorts, or like a leveling system for some reason. You can't mm. gain those levels in private matches with friends, which means that you've got to play with pubbies and with none of that interaction... Yeah. In order to gain those levels. And honestly, like, when I played the game, I was like, I would not want to play this with puppies at all. I, Me neither. I don't Absolutely see this being not. enjoyable at all. And then people will argue, oh, well, what if people cheat to level up? I'm like, what if they do? Who fucking cares? <laughs> like, if the game's properly balanced, that shouldn't matter. If the game's balanced in such a way that you, you being higher level than someone else gives you a fundamental advantage, then that's shitty fucking balancing. Like, that shouldn't be the way that it works. But yeah. yeah, I think I I would enjoy the game a lot better if I was always playing with friends. A couple of other issues as well, like the um the machete seem the view model on the machete seems a lot longer than it really is. Mm -hmm. So as I approached someone, I took a swing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna hit him. It didn't. Like it you it have fell to be short. Like on top of them to actually hit them. Yeah, which, you do. Yeah. That's pretty frustrating. That's almost like. I wish they didn't do a left click thing and almost like they did a whole Assassin's Creed, like press F to stab, you know, because then it was like, all right, either I pressed F and it connected the animation or it didn't trigger it. I think that yeah. would work better 
Because it's not like the melee system is fun. It literally is just click, click, click. There's no finesse to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think that would have worked better. Um, I also think that the game mode maybe could could use a little bit more. That Because it's... People said, oh, well, it's really early. Thing is, this game is coming out in like a week. It's coming so, out really soon, which is supposed why to be I three, have to believe that this is like an earlier much, build. Much older build. Because yeah. I think it's supposed to be three killers that have different characteristics. Oh, this, interesting. That's I what I'm no told. Idea. Yeah. Mm. Like this one is kind of a... God, I hope I get this right. Because this would be embarrassing. A Jason kind of guy with the <laughs> hockey mask. Got it? Yeah? Jason? Yep. It's a, he's a Jason kind of guy. Hockey yeah. mask machete. Jason. Yeah, one of those. Got it. Yeah. Cool. I'm not uh-huh. much of a horror fan. You probably already realized this. Because Freddy, Freddy's the, the Freddy's the uh, I got things <laughs> in my fingers. Yeah. yeah, this guy. The right? jazz hands Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Whoa, I'm <laughs> Freddy. Oh. It's like, ah, this is Freddy in uh, five-four timing here with... Uh, Johnny on yep. the trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> but, Don't worry, TV. I consistently embarrass myself as well by getting Freddy and yeah. Jason mixed up. I always <laughs> fuck up um, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are the two that I fuck up constantly. I keep yeah. forgetting which is which. Um, anyway, to the point, uh, there's supposed to be other killers, and obviously you're supposed to be able to kind of customize your killer in some way with abilities. This guy could literally just put put bear traps down and chop people. That that was the thing. And mm-hmm. if you chop people down, you pick them up, and you, the, your goal is to put them on a meat hook and basically have them bleed out. They can escape. You're trying to sacrifice the Sacrifice kid. them, yeah. If you put them on a meat hook and they escape and they put them on again, they instantly die, but there's a chance for people to rescue them the first time around. And you can struggle. Like you can. When- because if you knock somebody down, you get the option to pick them up and then you have to carry them to a hook. And so they're able to like spam buttons to try and struggle and get away. But the possibility of getting away is so low. Well, like, you can literally really kill low. yourself, right? If you, if it's a last ditch effort, if, if you get trying to get off the hook. Struggle, yeah. yeah. If you're on the hook and you struggle, you like take lots of bleed damage. Basically. Yeah. You can literally die. You yeah. can just like make yourself bleed out because you're struggling on the yeah. hook. It's a desperation yeah. move. If no one's coming to rescue, you're like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, it's now or never. Um, there's definitely some interesting ideas in it. I just think it is nowhere near ready. Nowhere near at all. Like it was so buggy. We had situations where like 10 people got into the game. The game has a five player limit. That, yeah, that was so weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, like, where, created a private game and there were a million people in there. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Where people, like, joined and, like, couldn't play. The the blood web, or what it's called. Like, apparently, uh, someone's telling me in chat that Co-Carnage accidentally got the hillbilly murderer perks on one of the survivors. It's like, mm. this is, this sounds, it's broke as fuck in many ways. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. jank as hell. Um, and I got frustrated by that because it was my first time playing it. I was like, uh, you know... I had a couple of bad rounds as the as the murderer, and I was frustrated by the you know the view model, and it was really low FOV as well, so it's actually making me feel a bit sick. Yeah. Um. So I just kind of like you know this game's kind of not for me right now. I would be willing to come back to it when they've added more features in, and I really think they need to let you earn perks with friends. This is a game that should Absolutely. be played with friends. Because yeah. I I totally agree with you that at least fifty percent, if not more, of my enjoyment of this game comes from like being on a Skype call with yeah. all of my friends and like hearing the person who's the murderer and all of the other people like doing role play and shit. Yeah. yeah. Hearing people scream. That's yeah, the fun. Yeah. Be like, no, don't, no fuck. Right. Because that's part of the atmosphere of the game in a yeah. weird way. So imagine and I love that. game without hearing any of that is like, 
I don't think that it would add to the creepiness. I think it would just no. make it like kind of boring. You know? Yeah, because a lot of the game is is a is a um, crouching simulator. It's just like mm-hmm. gotta sneak, gotta so sneak, like, sneak, find over, the generator, and then like doing a mini game to try and get the thing. Oh, yeah. fuck it, blew up. I fucked up. I guess I'll walk over here. Murderers out there? Okay, great. Walk back over yeah. to the mini game. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, like- it's very simple. You know, you could pick up items as well that will sometimes help you, but the item selection seems very limited, and you know, so there's. I think there's potential there, but right now in its current state, like I wouldn't play it. Like, mm-hmm. I, but but I would love to see what happens when it's actually finished. Yeah, I, I would hate to be reductive, but like looking at it, it almost seems like a game that's like this is a game that's good for YouTube videos, and maybe you play yeah. it for one weekend with your friends, and then maybe that's it. You know? Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. There's no doubt. You know that it's it's a bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it YouTuber bait because it's very like it's clearly a really cool asymmetric multiplayer game, but it would appeal to the the screamers and the, yeah, well, we're, we're streaming, I'm, you know. I guess I'm kind of talking about you know like people who always do videos of, of their five friends and just have the different right. points of view. Yeah. Like it seems like it it fit it's that right. very well, yeah. but I I can't imagine I'd, I'd play it for more than a few days. But yeah. Yeah, this is definitely that. Uh, someone in the chat saying that uh, the the VoIP was tested by the devs and they said it made it almost impossible for the killer to win. Yeah, but I mean that we can have private VoIP. That's the thing. If they if they're trying to fixate on this idea of you should queue and play with pubbies, I think that game is not going to do well. Because trust me, it's not fun without Maybe. your friends there. If they're going to insist on a progression system to help the longevity of the game, then I totally agree. You, you have to have that progression system apply to playing with friends. Yes. You have, you have to be able to make that work. And I, things, I don't care if somebody cheats to get perks or whatever. Why does that fucking matter? If the game's well-balanced, yeah. that shouldn't even be a thing. Do you yeah. guys know how the level progression works? Does it give you like extra damage machetes or something? It's or? something called the blood web. Which is like a bunch of different perks, which are like you, you can do this faster, and you get advantages. I think uh, some of them have disadvantages like a, too. It's like a tree. Yeah, this tree. Yeah, and I think it, there's also a separate tree for the killers as well. Hmm. I yeah, I don't know. It it has potential. It's just it's nowhere ready. It's not ready for well, daylight. It's. it's- <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting because I haven't heard anybody <laughs> talk about the game damned. Yeah, Mathis was trying to get us to out, play that. Yeah, once this game came out, a lot of people responded to it with like, "This just makes me want to play Damned because Damned is actually scary." <laughs> you know, like this game. That's the other big problem with this game is it's not like it makes me panic, but it doesn't make me feel scared it's, at all. The, there the, isn't uh, no kind of tension to it. I don't no, know. No, there isn't. I mean, the fact that you're playing in third person is half the reason why there's not a lot of tension, you know? Mm. The killer can't really sneak up on you. I don't think the sound assets are really that great either. Like, I need real creepy ambience and things to get me into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's in many ways a little bit comical, which a lot of slasher movies are kind of a bit yeah. comical. So it's not like it doesn't stay in theme. But, you know, Damned did make an effort, so I'm told, to be more of a horror game. We should play that together at some point and see what happens. Because I, I did not get to play that when it came out. I know Mathis has been into trying that again. I've Sam heard mixed reports. Sam played it a decent amount when it first came out and said good things. So, yeah, yeah. I would I would love to try it. What's yeah. that one? Wasn't there one? Uh, it was either asymmetric or it was just one of those games where it's like some people play the good guys and some people play the bad guys. What was the one uh, where some of you were playing vampires? Oh, oh, the game that got oh, shut down? The yeah. the Legacy of Kane one? That was really good. I'm pissed yeah. off they're shutting that down. Uh, what yeah, was it what called? Was that one called? Fuck. I can't remember. 
Well, I think that's half the problem. They couldn't even get us to remember what the <laughs> fuck it was. Uh, Marketing, not really on their side. Apparently. Yeah, because I played a bunch of that, and I was I was into it. Um, God, fuck, what the name? What was Nosgoth? Oh, Nosgoth. Because yeah. I heard they're shut. Yeah, they're shutting that down. They shut it which down. is like that was a pretty cool spin on the whole Left for Dead style you know, asymmetric team-based yeah. thing. And apparently it just didn't work. People didn't, res they didn't go for it. I feel like I heard a lot of people talking about it and I played it a, a, a fair amount. So did I. I guess not though. Yeah, I, I enjoyed what I did of it because it gave me that Left for Dead feel of, uh, you know, I loved coordinating with my fellow vampires. Like, all right, fellow vampires, I say wearing an ironic t-shirt. They... <laughs> We're gonna. What's up, fellow vampires? <laughs> but after that, it's like, all right, I'm the charger. All right, I'm gonna get them from this side. You wait for them to come around here. Uh, you fly in, dude. Go pick off their fucking healer right here. Go drop him off a cliff, and you dive in and use the smoke here. It's the same feeling as the Left 4 Dead 2 versus mode. Mm. I thought I was cool. I liked it, and I loved the fact that um, you know they that both uh, sides play differently, and you got to play both of them. You got one round as the humans and one round as the vampires. That was a good game. It wasn't Legacy of Kane in any way, but it was a it <laughs> well, was a cool it, game. Part of the reason I'm bummed that they shut that down is because I thought they were using that as like a barometer to feel if people were interested in that universe. Which well, that's not a good way to check if people no. want to play a new Legacy of Kane game. No, yeah. that's what I understood they were using it for. And yeah, because there were what five Legacy of Kane games that were all single player. Because there was what um. The regular Legacy of Kane. Uh, there were two Soul Reaver games, mm -hmm. Legacy of Kane Defiance, yeah. whatever that other Legacy of Kane was. And then well, the storyline and the world for Legacy of Kane, by the way, is fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you've if you've not had the chance to play Soul Reaver, I'd recommend it. You know, it's uh, it's very sort of Tomb Raider esque in the way that the game works. Like you got to solve puzzles to get through here, but it had this really cool idea where you go into the spirit world and everything would be different, and you'd solve puzzles by transitioning between the spirit world and the regular world, and. Uh, the characters in it were so cool, and everyone fucking hated each other, and everything was miserable, and uh, you were playing a vampire. You didn't even care about the human NPCs. You just ate them. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. God, and they ran away, and you just fucking killed them. Uh, it was a great series. Um, but, yeah, you're right. This is not a good barometer because it was a multiplayer versus game. Yeah. Nobody asked for that. But on its own, I think it was good. I think maybe the business model killed it, too, because it was a free-to-play game, which means grinding and, you know, unlocks and stuff, and... There's only so much of that I can tolerate, but mm. it, I find it a shame that it's disappeared. Mm. Although I will say, apparently, yeah, Killing Floor 2 now has a versus, versus mode. I don't know how good that is, but I'm interested in trying it. Guys, side note, still need to play the ship. <laughs> still need to play the ship. Oh, they, well, they've got servers now. We can totally get the ship remastered. We can play a session. I love the ship. Mm. It was fucking great. Uh, Those. I, I just really like interesting multiplayer games that try different shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and the ship. I remember fondly the ship. I'm hoping the remaster does well. Certainly better than Bloody Good Time did, which was a disaster for them. Worth noting Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver on Steam for $7. Hey! I think GOG so has those games as well, right? The prob oh, uh, probably. I think they all, they have like all the Legacy of Kane games. I don't I, know. I, I feel like they like they do. It was either just that they released it on Steam or that they released an updated version. But it's I remember cheaper on GOG it like a year ago. Oh, of course, six bucks on <laughs> GOG, and it's guaranteed to work, which the Steam version <laughs> probably isn't. Um, yeah, all yeah. the Legacy of Kane games are six bucks. The um, Defiance, Blood Omen Two, Soul River, and Soul River Two. Um, they, I'd like to see. Bearing in mind, like that, 
in a weird way, that game kind of reminds me a bit of Dishonored. I don't know why, but the whole, mm. like, this is kind of a stealthy game and also kind of a not stealthy game, and that's a terrible description. I'm a professional <laughs> critic. What the oh, fuck is God. wrong with me? Uh, but I, I just think, that for some reason, like, in a in a world where Dishonored did really well and... Mm. Um, you know, even games like Assassin's Creed, I think, took some influence from those games. A modern Legacy of Kane would probably do pretty well. Oh my God! Looking at these screenshots, it, it just like brings me back to the original PlayStation era of like playing like Tomb Raider and Legacy of Kane. There's something special yeah, about man. those games. There's like five textures. Yeah, <laughs> all the walls I look the it. same. There's like two paths, but I don't know. Uh, I played Soul Reaver too. I think on Dreamcast, uh, so the original Soul Reaver on Dreamcast, and it was definitely one of the best games I had on that console. And I, and you know, I didn't really like the puzzles. I used walkthroughs for the puzzles, but it didn't matter because the story was so cool and the combat I thought was really awesome, and mm. they had some stealth aspects and the shifting between the spirit world and the real world was such an interesting idea that hadn't been done before. Man, I'm getting nostalgic. I might fucking... I never played Soul Reaver 2. Maybe I should just get the GOG version and actually fucking play that game. Let's have a nostalgia mm -hmm. fest. Yeah, cool. That's something I want them to do more of in-game is to have, like, a daylight version of a world and then phase into another... Ver I think that's a cool concept. I think that could be more. Yeah. Remember, um, I don't know if any of you played the Guiana Sisters reboot, but that did that, where you yeah. switched between the sisters and there was like the, oh. I'm the fucking metal sister, and my world is evil, and there's pumpkins, like, I'm the nice sister, I have flowers and unicorns and puppies. It even changed the way the enemies looked. It's like, oh, yeah. it's a big fat bird, you change it, it's like, it's a fucking Satan from hell. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I thought that game was great. That game was awesome. There's a new, game, there's a new version coming out, I think. They're doing another one, so... Um, yeah, I don't even like platformers. I fucking thought I, I mean, the soundtrack helped because it's by one of my favorite bands, Machine Eye Supremacy. But um, damn, we're happy about video games this week. Fuck. Uh, Weird. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking lots of pills. I'm feeling great. Uh, uh, what um, else has anyone else played this week? What are you got some? Finally, 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 finally played some Stories Path of Destinies. Yes, I played that. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. What is that? Yeah. Wait, what is that? Stories Path of Destinies. It's a game where, um, you play a fox, uh, but you're you're in like you're in this situation where you're a main character who's found this book, and the world is in the middle of a big war. You're part of a rebellion. Oh, and, this game. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's kind of right up your alley a bit, uh, Jesse, because it's got this Absolutely. whole different yeah, like endings and stuff. Anyway, I'll let them um, Dodger explain it. You know, she's yeah. So playing the game itself actually does not take very long. Like a playthrough of this game is very short, but what's intriguing about it is that the whole game is built off of the idea that when you reach an end, you realize a new bit of information that will help you play it again. You can't win the first time. You can't win the very first time you no, play it because no matter you what don't you choose. know enough. So like your first goal is like finding out the truth about these very specific aspects of the world like certain characters and certain things um and so each time you reach the end hopefully you'll know something new and you'll be like okay cool and so the next time you play through it'll have new bits of text um, new locations new choices, to go to new locations and it'll it'll pull from that information that you've gathered and there are what like 25 endings the, yeah like there's that? something like 25 different endings and i believe only one of them is actually the right one everyone else yeah. is you failing and what i loved about that game is that so many games are fucking terrified of letting you really fail like not this one no oh. it, like you fuck up yeah it wants you to fail but it also wants you to 
learn. fail with new information. Yeah, and be like, okay, next time I think maybe I know what to do. Wait, and what? It, uh, what kind of game is it? Like mechanically, is it a point? Uh, it's it's like a it's just like a little beat 'em up. So but, yeah, it's sort of top down action game, sort of hacky slashy, bit of Arkham combat in it. It consistently has you hit story points. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really beat around the bush very much. Like you hit a point and it's like, and then this happened. And so now this is your choice. Yeah, you, you have choices choice. between levels as to where you want to go. Hmm. And it unlocks new choices as you go through. Uh, the combat system is, I, I've got to admit, maybe they fixed this since I played it, because I played it on launch and did my video then. Uh, Dodger, I'd love to hear what you thought about it. I didn't find the combat system to be that compelling. Like it seemed a little um, clunky to me. I like it as it's very basic, but... As you level up, it gets a, a bit better because it'll add in things like, okay, so it's it's got the sort of Batman aspect of, yeah, it's I'm going to attack this people. one guy and then it's automatically going to redirect me to the next bad guy. Yeah. And then it'll redirect me to the next bad guy, right? Um, when dudes come to try and attack you, you can just aim at them and cut off their attack and like you know, counter it, essentially. You can also toss dudes into other dudes, which I actually quite enjoy. Yeah, you can also, like, grab dudes and throw them into each other. And that it lets you build off of that if you upgrade um, combat and your speed and things like that. There are yeah, enemies that skill have trait. shields, and it lets you... Uh, grab the shield from them and yeah, throw it at them and Yeah, grab shields and, yeah. and things like that. So it, it gives you lots of options to help you make the combat a bit more interesting. But yeah, it's, it's super basic. basic. Um, if you can put up with that, though, it's got a really... It's kind of like Bastion. It's got a narrator that narrates what you're doing. And yeah. so most... And he not does all, all of the voices. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, so cute. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of from his own perspective. Uh, it's like, it is... Um, uh, what's his name? The main character's like, Ronaldo. It's like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo did this yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Some of it's, some of the writing's really good. Some of it's a bit hit and miss, but there, I did chuckle at times, I'll admit that. Oh, for sure. My stone-cold heart melted slightly, just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that that game is is really cute, and I like. I mean, one aspect of it that I was a little bit worried about, and and it completely assuaged my worries, was that when I beat it the first time, I was like, "Please don't tell me that I have to level up again." No, no, <laughs> no, because it like wants you to keep playing over and over again. Each time you play it, you're stronger. Um, yeah. but they also introduce new enemies as a result of that yes. like it so it, you don't have to fight the same shit and even if you go back to the same area they do change some stuff as well mm -hmm. um so it's it's depending kind of, on choose your own adventure aspect is interesting um depending on what choices you've made too you might go to the same area but you'll only be in one portion Part of, of that yeah. zone yeah I, I i it's been it's been botted so <laughs> yeah. yeah try it out yeah yeah i mean you I like the like fact that it's like it. god damn it i fucked up again like is yeah. it a big theme of that game the hero is a giant fuck up like and that's actually really cool <laughs> totally uh so you end up it's like god damn it i destroyed the entire fucking universe or whatever you know or i guess i'll try again guess i'll yeah. give it another shot it's like no yeah. i fucked up again main character died god damn it all right um mm -hmm. you know it it's like i can get it right this time like nope the game says nope no you can't uh, and eventually you'll figure out the specific order of things which will win you the game, eventually. But there's a lot of different endings before that happens. So you, it, it's a game designed for multiple playthroughs. I, I say that the combat system let it down for me, definitely. But if you can put up with that, I think it's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fun game. I, I still have not beaten it 
Uh, I might go back to it now. I think they've uh, they've polished the combat system up a little bit since launch. I'd like to actually beat it because I got like I think four different endings and they were all colossal failures. So I want to go yeah, back and see. I, I think I have four as well. I have two on the same line. And then I have two more that are on different lines. Yeah, different things um, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I I definitely I need to go back in there. I tried yeah. to overthink my Yes, very I last did the same thing. Yeah. Where I was like, wait, so now that I know this information, if I do the exact same thing that I did the first time, but with this new info, it'll probably give me new choices or I'll be able to talk to the characters about different things. And the game was like, no, you just made all of the exact same mistakes again. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bit of a problem with that game because you can waste time doing that because you're mm -hmm. thinking, all oh, right, well, now that I know this. But no, basically, when yeah, you get that information... It's like free experience. It does level you up, yeah. It, do, it does <laughs> give you more shit and you can get different weapons. Uh, well, you don't get really get different weapons. They're just different kinds of sword that all kind of do the same thing, but they've got a special attack and they're like, a statistic based on what that is there's a fire sword and a darkness sword and shit they it's also kind of metroidvania in that those unlock gates so you yeah. can't unlock all the gates the first time through you've got to get the different swords to unlock them and shit so as a, it's it's definitely it's it's not a perfect game at all no 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 not even close but it's got some interesting ideas it's worth a play i think you know the devs put a lot into that game and cool. it's pretty fun plus you play as a fox you do and you're a fox he's a swashbuckling <laughs> fox is what he is yeah. Yeah. He's the um and uh, now I've forgotten the main character of Firefly. My nerd cred is in the toilet. Fuck. Mel? He he's the Mel of Foxes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's kinda cool. Uh Jesse, you're finally back from your expeditions. Uh what have you been playing yes. this week? Uh can we talk about Total War Warhammer? We can. I won't talk about it because Sega Boycott, but you guys are more than welcome to. Go for it. <laughs> I legit alright, I just have a question. Like, I got it. Started playing it. I've been like, I, I admittedly I started on Chaos because I want to be a war banner. Chaos is like the hardest one. <laughs> well, I know. I noticed it was the hardest, so I started on it. Was like, this is a lot of fun, but I feel like I'm not doing well. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know what I'm doing yet. And I went and switched to humans, or, or like the Empire, and I started playing and was it was like, oh, this is a great tutorial. This will help me out a lot. And I did everything the tutorials told me to do follow it step by step and at one point it's like you know my lord it's easier to siege a castle than starve out an enemy and i was like okay siege <laughs> a turn later an army from the south arrives and murders my main character plus my siege and i was like wait what <laughs> this is like turn four right. this was the beginning of the game i was like wait is he supposed to, was my king supposed to die and then the rest of the game it didn't let me do anything <laughs> i think i was like i think i lost and i was like wait what How'd I lose on turn four? I was like, I... If it's right. like any other Total War game, it's easy to lose on turn four. You get impetuous, you get overambitious, like, I can take him. And it's like, no, you fucking can't. All I like, did was... What Jesse's saying is he just, like, listened to what the game told him to do. Yeah, the, <laughs> the game mission was like, go to the south and take that city for the Empire. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went south with my army that told me to do... It said, along the way, stop and rest a day so you can get three more units. So I was like, okay, rest of the day. Got my units and kept marching. And it's like... And then I fought the battle. I did the whole battle. I was very happy with myself. And then it's like, they've retreated to their city, my lord. The best strategy is to siege it and starve out the enemy. And I was like, all right, I can do that. Siege the capital. Another turn later, another army comes shows up, and kills me, yeah. and I'm like, "What?" It was, 
And it was not just that. Yeah. Army, it was the army left in the fort plus the army that came from the south. And they just decimated me. And there was something I, I was like, what? So, can, can I just ask, this was my first, I've only played for like an hour or two. This, and this was my first Total War game ever. Like, I, I was just confused because I felt like all I was doing was clicking on a blob of an army and then right-clicking on an enemy blob of an army. And like, that was the gameplay. Clearly there's something that no. I'm, I'm missing. Cause no. I'm like, I'm like, where's like, is like, is the, is your group formation a big deal? Is yes. flank and like, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huge Cause deal. I'm just if used it, to playing Starcraft where I'm microing every yeah, unit. Yeah, it's not like that abilities. at all. No, no, no. If it's any, again, I don't really know cause I'm played it, but if it's like any of the other Total War games, flanking, uh, charging into the enemies from behind, engaging, even the thickness of the ranks of your units matters. Okay. Um, okay. So you, so you, it's about like finding the strengths of your guys, the weaknesses of theirs, how you form, and then what angle you attack from. Yeah, it's battlefield yeah. maneuvers the game, basically. Like It's okay. the polar <laughs> opposite of uh, of StarCraft uh, in many ways. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people like it for that because you can slow it down and you can kind of take it at your own pace. So it's like, I'm going to pause the game. All right, I'm going to plan. All right, you're going to go around here, around here, around here. I'm going to hide these guys in the forest. I'm going to wait for them to walk past, and then I'm going to fucking jump on them or something. You know, I, yeah, it's it's a lot like, um, I mean, there's a reason why the first game that series was Shogun Art of War, you know, a Total War, because it was based on the fucking art of war, you know. The, yeah. All that series has always been about um, contemporary tactics of the time. You know, even like Empire right. was like, stand the line with some fucking muskets and fucking shoot these guys, you know? You, there's literally a whites of their eyes button in Empire <laughs> where you tell them to wait until they get so close you can see the whites of their eyes and then you fucking unload on them. Um, I don't... <laughs> That's really funny. That is literally like, no, starving some out is one of the worst strategies you can do. Why would the game tell me to do that? The tutorial said, I, you know, my lord... <laughs> if it's like if it's like any of the other total wars st the thing about starving them out is that you can win the battle without having to fight them so uh if you know, they get locked in the city they can't leave um they can sally out and attack you but if you see jim hopefully you have more shit than they do anyway uh, and if they sally out they don't get the defensive advantage of having the walls and stuff so that's kind of how sieging works the problem is if they have another army outside of the walls, they can just ride up to you and like, hi, we brought a second army. And then they both yes. attack you at once. And then you just get mushed. Uh, so you got to watch out for though, that. Uh, all the intros are badass. And like the characters are cool. And everything about it is like legit cool. I just fundamentally suck at it. Like I am mm. a bad Total War player. Have you, uh, have you played any of the multiplayer yet like with with another person there's a co-op campaign in that game right yeah 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 i was i was just because like i haven't played it but i've watched jp and sam and play, play a lot of it and it's interesting because you can like give your units to somebody else and be like here you go for that thing you're trying to siege or whatever mm. yeah no i i imagine if I went back and played that over again, I could I could literally just have the option to go and burn that city to the ground, which I should have done, like any good angry mob. But <laughs> instead, instead, I just sat around the city for a day and was like, yeah, we'll starve them out. And just guys showed up and murdered me. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. And then I tried, to click, I tried to figure out what to do next, but the tutorial stopped, like it stopped happening. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's because I lost my my hero unit or my king. Possibly. It, like, like the emperor died, Franz died. And I was like, Wait, so 
And people said like, oh, you get them back. But I have no idea how that happens because the tutorial just ended. And so I sat there for like 20 minutes clicking on buttons trying to figure out what was wrong. I was that like, That sounds like a Total War problem. Like they're legendary <laughs> in terms of having like tutorials break and bugging out in one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in a situation like that, like the, you, it's, it's about like knowing where everyone is on the map. It's like, okay, I know there's an army down there and you can have another army set up in ambush. So if someone tries to come and relieve the city, it's like, aha, out of nowhere. Um, so you, you've been able to do that, I think, for the last few Total War games um, in terms of like map control. It never used to be that way. It used to be like you just moved an army from one region to another. Now it's like, oh, the terrain matters. You can block a pass and shit. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably give it another go. I would, I'm, I'm glad to hear there's more tactics than what I originally felt. There's a lot um, more. It's just a bummer that it launched on the same day as Overwatch. I've kind of been preoccupied, but... What's surprising is it still has done well. It's apparently their best-selling, like, and fastest-selling yeah, Total yeah, War game I ever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also told it's not a buggy piece of shit, which is more than I can say <laughs> for the launch of the past few. People did tell me, though, that the multiplayer is not why you go to that game. It's not. Um, it's not. Okay. It's more about the big set-piece battles and all that stuff. Yeah, it's about taking it at your own pace. Like, all the Total War games, like, you just sit around and take it at your own pace, and, oh, yeah. even the real-time battles, you can pause them and take as long as you want to make your moves and stuff. I think that's why Total War's always been so popular, because it is the anti-Starcraft in that way. Um, it's much, much more accessible and more about maneuvers and tactics than speed. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, kind of glad for them to be doing any well. Have you seen the game Megalopolis? I have not. It sounds so familiar. It's not at all what you think it is. Okay. I downloaded, I downloaded it because it literally uh, was like sold to me under the idea of it's a French developer's take on the American election. And I okay. was like, what? So when you, okay. start up, when you start up, it literally is like, what if Obama could run for a third term? Which <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then it's like, and then it's so basically it is you are you sure it's called megalopolis i can't even find this on google is it not I'm called Megalo, like megalopolis sorry Megalo. it's separate megalopolis okay that that is yeah. not at all the same thing but megalopolis, megalopolis. Okay, I see it. that sounds so, like it's latin for something megalopolis so, literally it is uh you can play either trump or hillary or and it's a game where you play to like sway voters and so you move from district to what district. in the like, fuck is obama doing in this trailer i've got I'm to show this you, to people it's crazy it's crazy i it's a game that i think oh, shit I, I don't i don't know exactly how much fun it is but i had a blast just because it was weird and the the selling part of this game is that all the voice acting in the game oh, is fuck. taken from their speeches but raised five <laughs> octaves higher and done very <laughs> So, it's, so when you play as Trump, it's literally Trump going like, like crazy, like crazy shit. It's like, we're gonna battle well. We're gonna battle well. We're gonna battle for it. It's fucking. <laughs> oh my, you, Dodger, you watching this trailer on the fucking stream right now? Oh my god. Oh my god, what the fuck? I, I did not seeing, know. I just love seeing Trump's hair rendered in such a manner. You see Trump's <laughs> bling? He's wearing some serious bling here. Like, holy shit, this is. <laughs> ridiculous what the yeah. fuck and so, and so you go around to districts and so each candidate has people he's he or she is better at addressing and so <laughs> you have to go around and target specific districts and and then you're running in races against other people around the country and each level is a different state and then you can select states to go to and you go to the cities and and so 
And you and what happens is other people can move in on your territory, so you have to fight them and like throw down a podium and do speeches. But all the speeches, all the talking, again, is like sound clips of speeches that these people have given in real life, but done five octaves higher very quickly and edited together to be like 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 my fellow Americans, we need more guns. Like <laughs> crazy shit. It's so funny. And I'm like, this game. Uh, at its surface is really kind of boring but yeah. everything in it is so ridiculous it's funny and you're like oh i need to keep going i mean i find that with a lot of political games like i but I, i've always found this about the political machine i know you and crendor like to play that like every year it comes out but i played several versions of the political machine i've always found them dull but what's fun is role playing a character in that game absolutely you know yes. it's that that i think is i think if you want to play a really good um political game play democracy 3 like by um Cl uh, Cliff Harris. That's mm, that's you know that's a really cool game. This is more like it's it's got a political sort of theme put on the top of it, and that's kind of what keeps you playing because the theme is compelling, but the gameplay kind of isn't. You know? Yeah, the gameplay is literally just move from like these different squares as your character, and then you like either throw money at people or you like go around and collect money so you can keep throwing money at people. And yeah, it's it's very silly but very simplistic. And yeah. what keeps you playing it is the fact that it's ridiculous. Like it is a ridiculously made game. But I saw it and was like, wait, what? And I was like, I need to play this. I need to play this fucking game. That that's a thing. Yeah, it's just going in early <laughs> access on Steam right now. Definitely. I couldn't believe there was a thing. I was like, all right, great, I'm playing it. Very interesting. Hmm. <laughs> We're gonna run a wall. We're gonna make a pay for it. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, I think we'll do a... Because there's really not a lot in terms of gaming news right now, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other things that we've been playing because I've got a few more games to go. And then we will cover what news there is, which is... I mean, it's it's pre-E3. It's mostly like a couple of different game announcements, and that's really about it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how that goes, and then we'll give you the releases. You're watching the Corruptional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. This would usually be where we talk about news, but there's so very little of that this week. I mean, obviously, E3 is right around the corner, so there's a lot to do with that, I, I believe. I hate when it's almost time for a convention and all of the articles leading up to it are just, here are our predictions for E3. Here yeah. are four things you have to watch at E3. And I'm just like, fuck off. No, you don't have to watch any <laughs> of that shit. Bored of it. Yeah, I I mean, a lot of the enthusiasm for E3, I think, has been sucked out of people, especially like, you remember before we did YouTube and we thought E3 was maybe the greatest thing ever and we'd love to attend it, and then we actually oh showed God. up to it? And now this year, I'm like, I don't have to go to E3. What a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the um, the Rift stream with JP on uh, mm -hmm. some of the stuff. Yeah, I'm planning on doing the same thing, I think. So um, I don't know who I'm going to get in. <gasps> so we can fight, though? We can fight. We can, It'll be great. We can fight like West Side Story? Yeah, man. <laughs> Can't wait. I won't. I won't be doing any of that. Don't do it just to help. No. Please. How are you gonna no. Keep the beat? <laughs> hey, I got sick rhythm. I was, uh, <laughs> one thing I was playing, by the way, uh, just uh, as a quick mention of it, because the art style of this game is fucking amazing. Uh, the Metronomicon is a forthcoming rhythm-based RPG. Yeah. Played it at PAX. My footage fucked up. Like I had no audio, so they sent me the PAX demo so I could get it at home. Nice. Um, That's awesome. So I, I we cut with that. That game has some of the most hilarious fucking animation ever. 
Like, all of the enemies uh, have their own dance, and it's just so well-drawn and so well-animated. It's uh, it's really neat. The problem with the game is that you have to, especially at the higher difficulty levels, you've got to focus so much on the rhythm game stuff, you don't get to watch the enemies dancing because you're like, oh, God, oh, God, you know, trying to control uh, the rhythms of four different characters at once. Oh, Oof. my God. Yeah. Um, it's... It's pretty brutal. I finally managed to beat I think, the mindless self-indulgence track on medium, and I felt so proud of myself. And then I tried it on hard, and it just flattened me in two seconds. Like, uh, but that that game's got some potential, definitely. If you liked, um, I remember a game called Sequence, which is now called Before the Echo. Echo. That was a cool RPG slash rhythm game on Steam. That's really worth the play, by the way. Uh, this is kind of it's got a similar vibe to that. Um, so. Yeah, it's nowhere near out yet, but I'd strongly recommend people go watch the trailer just because of how cute the game is. I, I put it in my PAX 15 video of the games I was going to look at. Go have a look at that trailer. I think you'll uh, understand it. There's been a bunch of uh, E3 leaks. Mm. Um, a lot of it's just like, this game is real. This game is also real. It's... I know, was there anything that stood out to you as being a, oh god, I'm really excited that this is coming? I'm actually really interested. I'd like to know what you guys think about the Skyrim remaster that's come up here mm. because like I get that this is probably a lot easier if they are but I feel like if I were to pick one of the Elder Scrolls for them the remaster it probably wouldn't be Skyrim no uh, <laughs> but the reason the thing about the Skyrim remaster assuming this happens that's obviously still rumored is that um it's it's for the benefit of console players. It's not for the benefit of PC users. Okay, like yeah. it's, it's not going to help us. You know, if, if we want to remaster Skyrim, we download a fucking mod. Yeah. You know, right? Um, I feel that obviously I'd much prefer them to go back and maybe remaster and redo Oblivion a little bit. You know, and maybe rebalance the game because that game I love that game to death. I mean, I have over three hundred hours in it, but it still had a bunch of problems. But these remasters are for the new generation of consoles. You know, they're selling an older game to the the guys who now have a PS4, because backwards compatibility is not as much of a thing anymore. I don't mind them doing it. I mean, I, I just, I feel as if, well, if we are talking about, like, which would make the most money, I feel as if a remastered Morrowind would just, like, blow the socks off of people. But what but if again, a console gamers, though, like, bear yeah, in mind, like, Elder Scrolls not. before Oblivion was kind of niche, you know? Yeah. And Skyrim kind of obviously blew it up in a huge way. But then again, that game is also the simplest of all the Elder Scrolls games. You know, they really, yeah, but, really simplified a lot of it. But you start off on a boat. You like do. a funny looking dude talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just have so much reverence for that game. But mm. I'm probably not thinking. You're, pro you're, you're probably right. I mean, Skyrim was their best selling one, right? By a um, country mile. Yeah. So it, it probably makes the most sense if they're going to place their bets anywhere. And it's undoubtedly the easiest for them to remaster and have it look good. You know? Yeah. It's also the fact that they're, they're really pushing mods on the console now. Obviously, Fallout 4 has limited mod support uh, via the Bethesda website now on console. So they probably want to do the same thing with Skyrim, mm. I imagine. I mean, I, again, those... I, I've, I've never really been bothered by remasters. It doesn't really oh. matter for PC gamers because yeah. we never really need them. But for the console guys, you know, there's no harm in it. And sometimes you get great stuff like Last of Us Remastered, where you can play it at 60 FPS now. You know, or the Uncharted remasters. Those are good. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not bothered by it either. But I guess I don't know. Maybe I was just hoping for Elder Scrolls Six, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it'll come. I, I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but you maybe know, it's I was coming just eventually. For it. Yeah. Jesse, you've been playing like um. Because you're playing Uncharted 4 at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did yeah. you get did you play any of the remasters before you did that? 
Uh, I yeah, I actually went through and played the first one. I haven't played the other two remastered, mm. but I I like that they remastered them. It's not one of those things that I think I needed, but it's nice that it was done. It's not something that I was like, we really need that remastered. You know, it's 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 one of those things that the cynical Britain me would say. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm not against remasters, though. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, the cynical part would say that it's one of those things that's like, it's an easy sell to people who oh, are it totally is. desperately yeah. trying to get, like, what they used to love, and now they can play it again on this new console, and it's a very quick way to make money. Like, I get that. I don't think that it's necessary, but I think I enjoy the fact that they do it. It's a weird I mean, thing where I'm like, I don't need it, but I'm happy. I don't it think happens. it harms it. You know, I don't. Right. I don't think it harms the market by them doing it because you've also got to bear in mind. What if I was, you know, it's especially true with um, exclusives. Like, what if I was a Xbox guy in the 360 generation? Then I bought a PS4, but right. that means I missed out on Uncharted and The Last of Us and other things. So now I get to play them. I, I think the, like, remasters on console, anyway, are kind of a, a net positive for the market. I don't think there's really a downside to having them. Right. The only thing you can argue is, well, the studio is wasting their time doing this instead of making a new game. Well, that's not often true. Right. You know, it's not the whole team working on it. It's often some of the newer hires. I mean, that actually is what happened with Fable Anniversary, if you remember, and that ended up being kind of shitty as a result of that. But I mean, honestly, a remaster is probably the only reason I ended up playing The Last of Us. And that turns out to be one of my favorite game worlds and stories, like, ever now. It plays um, a lot better at 60. Because I, I, well, I, I picked up a PS4, and then I'm like, I don't have any games to play. And then they said, The Last of Us Remastered, and I never played it before. So it's like, I guess I'll get this. Yeah. I've heard good things. And I'm like, this game's phenomenal. I'm really happy that they remastered this to kind of bring it to my attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, to me, that's, like, one of the positive aspects of remastering games. Like, I'm not I'm not against it. I think you, the bad remasters suck. You know, there are definitely times where it's like, this isn't a remaster. You remember that Silent Hill collection where they uh, fucked it up completely? Oh yeah, god! Where they included the where they included the music that oh my god! Have you have you seen this? It's great. They in I think it's Silent Hill one. Shit! They include music that 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 was like yo, know, this is special music that we definitely didn't leave out, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> poorly remastered track. It was left out. It was clearly left out for a reason. Like we re-included yeah. it. It's garbage. They fucked up all the fog in that game. Like it's yes. like they, they they took away a lot of the creepiness. You know, bad remasters suck. Overpriced remasters suck. A good remaster, great, cool. What you was know? it, that, that Tony Hawk thing that they put out? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, t Tony Hawk HD that ended up on PC was a piece of shit. I was so shit. sad. I was so disappointed. I mean, not having the vast majority of the soundtrack basically ruins the point of even playing the exactly. Tony Hawk game, you know? Uh, another good we shouldn't have added this is I think it's the first Resident Evil, the, the remaster that they made. Uh, In the basement, the mm. basement level, they added... Uh, the music that was taken out of the game that was supposed to be for the basement, and it's literally just like, oh yeah, it's awful. It's so fucking bad. Although I gotta say, I I I thought the re the redo of Resident Evil was pretty good. Like, there's a lot of effort that's been put into that, you know. So there's definitely times when you know a lot of that stuff is good, but that music was co comedically stupid. Was, yeah. Really bad. Uh, what else has been leaked for me, 3? Uh, recent... Oh, uh, I just got an email earlier. If someone was watching in chat, they probably saw me like this. That's because I was reading this email uh, that I just got that apparently tomorrow 
at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. Uh, they're doing uh, Day 6 Universe pre-E3 Showcase on Twitch. Yeah. So... Hmm. I'll watch yeah, that shit because I love up. that franchise. So I'll be down for that. <laughs> I'm avoiding it because I don't want to get accidentally spoiled on any of it. I just want to go in blind, I think. Are we wanna... are they are they supposed to is Nintendo doing something with Zelda for uh, I, they're, they're, not, they're not doing a conference. Playable, isn't it? Isn't it supposed to be playable? I don't know if it's at E3, at E3. or they're doing their own thing. I think they're just around. doing direct, aren't they? Yeah, they are not at E3. Okay. I, I've like looked into it and I have multiple confirmations of people that are saying like we're not even sure they're going to actually be on the floor, which is crazy to me because I it's don't. It's not the first time it's through, happened, but they may not even be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, want to see Zelda. I'm supremely curious as to what that game is going to be. Like, well, I'm, if it I'm ends really... up being an NX game, then then they're not ready to show the NX hardware. Then they're not going to show that, are they? Zelda, I don't know if they're... people are saying Zelda will be playable. All yeah, because right. I've been reading hard. stuff saying that for a while. Hmm. Okay, then good. Cause I, well, oh, they have the treehouse there. Go. So they're not doing a big conference, but they do have the treehouse apparently. Oh, okay. Right. right I mean, good. I don't think there's, there's no confirmation of them unveiling the NX. I believe like no. there's obviously the possibility that that might happen, but... It's still supposed to come out, what, late this year? Uh, I mean, there's some rumors that it's been delayed until, like, March of next year at this point, but nobody knows what the fuck is true with the NX, because Nintendo literally will not confirm anything. The fact that they won't show us anything is so concerning to me. It's pissing me (laughs) off, like, it... I wonder if me. I wonder if the wind's kind of been taken out of their sails. I I feel like they must have thought with the NX leak or reveal or whatever it ended up being when it first came out that this was going to be like, hey, we're getting a more powerful system comparable to the PlayStation and Xbox, and now both of them are like, hey, we're releasing more powerful systems yeah. in the next yeah. six yeah, months. Yeah, because like everyone's like, yeah, those those consoles are actually <laughs> underpowered. I'm like, all right, I believe they 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 claim to have confirmed the NX won't be at E3. The thing is, don't believe anything you read about E3. The whole point yeah, of that. I- I literally just read surprise an article that said Nintendo wasn't going to be at E3. <laughs> it's generally not, not good to listen to that stuff. Yeah. Um, a few other things, uh, apparently Injustice 2 um, is there's a promo post that's got leaked for that. And they're going to be incorporating the character variant system from Mortal Kombat 10, which I think is pretty cool. That was... Uh, that was really cool, I, although that probably means there's a smaller uh, character roster for that. But I am looking forward to playing some Injustice 2. That, uh, I like the original Injustice. Hopefully they can kill some of those silly mini-games in the storyline. Some of those were pretty annoying in the story mode. Um, there's a new announcement, Agents of Mayhem, um, is something that was revealed, which is going to be a class-based single-player, mind you, uh, game from Volition. So the Saints Row guys. Hmm. So this is their new IP. The trailer looked kind of cartoony, a bit wacky, uh, but apparently there's going to be 12 unique agents to switch between, but it's going to be an actual single-player game. It's not going to be like an Overwatch or anything. So they, they've just showed the cinematic trailer so far, but that's something that's going to be showing up at E3. So always uh, cool to see new IP. will be there. Oh, Andromeda? Yeah. yeah Andromeda will be Still there. have no idea what that's going to be. I wonder if we're going to see gameplay. Not a I hope clue so. what it'll be about. I hope so. Uh, they're also, I mean, I, games we know that exist that'll be there. Battlefield 1, can't wait to play that. That'll be a shit ton of fun. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not excited for that in some way. Right? Because it it's just so cool to see a different era of war finally represented in in a less realistic way. You know, Verdun yeah. is a great game, but it's also hard as balls. And I kind of just want to ru- run around hitting people with a spade. 
and maybe like flying a, a fucking triplane at some point. Yeah. Every every time I talk about the game and I tell people I'm excited to use the older weaponry and stuff, they're like it's just going to be a more boring version. No, it's like, no, no. It's like it's like less capable weapons than the ones we have now. But it's like I like bolt action rifles. I just want to shoot yeah. one of those a bunch. Yeah. I mean, you know it's not I mean? just that as well. World War One. If you um, there's some great videos on YouTube about World War One weaponry. People were fucking crazy when it came to prototype weapons in that era. Like, bear in mind, World War One is what set off modern warfare. You know, yeah. Everything before that was like we stand in lines with rifles or cavalry charges. You know, they. The thing is, we were in a transition yeah. area in World War One where we still had cavalry charges mm-hmm. and fucking standing in lines. But then it's like, oh shit, artillery. Oh shit, machine guns. Oh shit, bolt actions. Yeah, cool, we have them, but there were also adaptations to make pistols semi-automatic or automatic. There were weird setups where you could turn a, a pistol into a carbine. There was one where you could literally, um, it was a device which allowed you to pop your pistol or rifle up above the trench while not looking and shoot it. Like, <laughs> like there a was periscope. Some, yeah, <laughs> literally. Literally that. that <laughs> and of course, introduction of mostly chemical warfare, tanks, um, obviously aerial warfare, artillery mm-hmm. warfare, it's a very World War One actually had a lot of crazy variety in it, and you know it, they're gonna I, ham up, yeah, and you know they're gonna I, ham up I, the uh, the plate mail, like the fact that there's like medieval style plate mail, people actually wearing guns. metal yeah. stuff. Like, and they're, things. they're gonna like, even though it might have been a smaller part of it, they're gonna be like, everyone wore plate mail. There were cavalry charges at trenches, yeah. like that is. It was called a world so war. For a fucking reason. It wasn't just the Western Front. There was way more than that going on with uh, there's a, a wonderful channel. You want to find out about it? Go watch. Uh, I think the channel is literally called The Great War. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yep. It is a phenomenal history channel. The guy presenting it super charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing this for over a year. He's literally doing a week by week, blow by blow of everything that happened in World War One. What? And that he, sounds awesome. It's amazing. Uh, his channel, I've been watching a ton of his channel the last few days. It's literally called The Great War. He is a brilliant presenter. And especially in the first few episodes, he explains how everyone was shit at fighting at the start of World War One because they had no idea how a modern war should be fought. Like, the, the French literally lost hundreds of, well, tens of thousands of men when one of the generals just marched the army in big blocks across an open field for miles against entrenched artillery on a hill. Because before that, there was no such thing as entrenched artillery on a fucking hill that could reach miles away. You know, there were times where uh, there, there was an old French doctrine where the combat doctrine went down the lines of it takes precisely this number of seconds for the enemy to reload. This was written before machine guns. They used the same fucking doctrine and got destroyed in the first few weeks of the war. Uh, the World War One was a massive evolution on the way that we fight, and they can incorporate all sorts of things into that game. Even uh, prototypes, especially prototypes. You know, there's going to be some wacky shit in that game, I think. And I, I know for me, like, over the past 15 years or so, it's the trend has gone more and more towards modern and future tech. Future so tech, I, yeah. I, I'm just happy to go back to World War One and Let's World War II, which... Those were the shooters that like I played when I was a kid, and it's Call nice to go back to that setting. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Original Metal Call of Honor. Duty, Battlefield Metal 1942. And 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 speaking of future tech, apparently we're gonna get Titanfall 2, mm-hmm. which here's the thing. 
if they can make the Titanfall that I wanted Titanfall 1 to be, Titanfall 2 could be dope. Titanfall yeah. 2 could be really good if they make the game I thought Titanfall 1 was going to be. What What did you think it was going to be? like? What was uh, missing from Titanfall 1 that you wanted uh, to be honest Honestly, I really wanted... Like, I had... I desperately wanted like a story mode to that game. Mm. I wanted to play a story and be involved in that world. And instead we got really like half-assed. It's on your screen. Someone's talking to you. So you're totally part of a story version of it. And then when it came down to, to game modes, I didn't think there were that many that you could play. I didn't like the fact that you're in giant mechs and you're not destroying the world. You're in giant mechs and shooting up stuff and your bullet holes whoop, just disappear. I was like, no, I would love it if you could just like rip shit apart. And as like idiots are like their mechs destroyed, they're trying to hide from you. You just tear through a wall and come after them. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And I was that really is true. Yeah. Being able to just hide in a crumbled building. It's like, well, can't get at them. Damn. That sucks. Can't knock over this wall. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that would be definitely cool. I think there's, I like the first Titanfall. I, I think obviously it was very hyped. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. And it probably didn't live up to some people's expectations. And a lot of others were also weirded out by that PVE element where it's like, you got to kill the little dudes or the grunts on the Absolutely. ground. Yeah. But to me, it made it feel a bit more like a battle. Like it, it less of like a death match and more of like, yeah, we're the heroes. And then these kind of creeps give us points, but they're also a bit of a threat in large numbers. Um, I, I like that they innovated in that respect. Mm. Oh, chat's right, too. I, I, I really wish there was more Titans to choose from. Yeah, having only three yeah. Titan frames wasn't brilliant. Oh, yeah. was, I remember it, hearing... It, bad. it yeah. just didn't have the potential it should have had. Yeah. I, I remember hearing, I don't know if this was from a, a teaser trailer or a preview coverage or whatever, but I remember people talking about how they're introducing new types of Titans, like Gundam style, with yeah. like, big weapons and stuff. Oh, like, like melee guns. weapons and things? I, I don't remember if this was cool. just a rumor or what, but mm -hmm. I, I remember, I recall hearing people talk about that. They, they might be going in a little bit of a different direction with the styles that they offer. So I'm intrigued. You know, I'll, I'll play it. Like I said, I don't think the first one was that bad. I played a lot of Titanfall for a while. Uh, and then obviously things started to drop off, but it was pretty pretty good game, honestly, for the most part. Certainly had problems. Uh, it's not bad. It's just not like as amazing as I wish it could have no, been. No, not mind-blowing. Definitely not. Right. Uh, Watch Dogs uh, 2, I believe, has been leaked as well. Yep. Um, November of this year confirmed as a San Francisco setting. I don't know how hype I am for that. I After the last zero one? Hype, mm. Zero zero point zero hype. But if it's good, I'll play it. I just... Because the core concept's cool. I love the idea of being a hacker who can do whatever the fuck he wants. But the first one was every... Like, I have to climb a tower and unlock shit game that ever existed. It was and fucking was like, GTA I, with magic powers is yeah, what it was. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't great. No, it I had it definitely had its moments, but let's be honest, like that that game was riding a ludicrous hype train after they basically showed a bunch of stuff in the demonstration that you really couldn't do. And also the right. game didn't look anywhere near as good as they claimed initially. I was gonna say that was the poster child for graphics downgrades that like It really was, yeah. Talked about to this day. One of the most popular videos of all time was where I was like, did it get deliberately downgraded? And like I unlocked a bunch of settings that made the game look a lot better. It's like, why isn't this in the game? <laughs> <laughs> why literally the game runs better with higher level graphics on it which is just like what i i don't know i we'll see that there is the opportunity i think for them to make the watchdogs that again we initially wanted 
but I also have major open world fatigue right now. I don't know about the rest of you, yeah. but no, I'm, I'm have we you. played enough open I've world games? I've felt that way for years. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Especially Ubisoft's open worlds. I couldn't yeah. play more than a couple hours of Far Cry Primal. I was just like, I this well, formula. I, that just wasn't a good game. That was like, it's the same formula, but more boring than the first have one. Have you guys heard that there's probably going to be a Division movie? Yeah, you know what? That I mean, that would be fine that though. Be that works well with the movie, yeah. I think. Yeah. Is, oh God! I just think like it's sad that the only the only game that could be adapted into a movie is like oh, but that'll yeah because it'll just be like plenty of other movies. That well, exist. yeah, I mean there's, there's, yeah. there's plenty of viral <laughs> outbreak yeah. movies. Like it's not. I don't know. It makes me sad that that games that are a bit more eccentric or high fantasy or things like that are always going to be the movies that don't do very well. Like it just doesn't oh, adapt. Yeah. And then something like the division, I'm like, yeah, that could yeah. be a movie. Well, <laughs> They're you also know what? starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> They're also going to have to make that actually be a movie in which what the characters are doing makes sense. Cause I, I've said it time and again, you're basically judge dread in that game. And in a game that works, that makes sense. It's just like, to me, it was a massive, like missed opportunity to have you be an agent that's like, you know, truly rebuilding the city and interacting with people in a way that doesn't involve a bullet to the face. I understand it's a shooter, but it could have been more than that. And that's what kind of yeah. pissed me off. I know some people were like, this sends a bad political message. I'm like, it's a video game, doesn't send any political message. Go to hell. How funny it would be if the movie was like, I got shot in the head, but I got plenty of life left. Yeah. <laughs> the search for the magic bandana. If there isn't a scene where you're just like the main characters shooting somebody in the head over and over and over again, and they just keep coming back, I will be so disappointed. Speaking, speaking oh, of uh, open world garbage, uh, I am supremely dis so Mafia Three. When I saw that trailer, I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" The more I read articles, and I, I imagine it'll also be at E3. The more I read articles that are like. This time, it's a real big open world. Oh, game. no. I was like, no, that's not what I, I want. I don't actually want that. No, I, I agree. I don't want that. Yeah. Give me I good missions. Awesome. Give me a pseudo open world. Make sure the narrative is good. Make Absolutely. sure that all yeah. of the missions are different and I'm not doing the same shit over and over again. I don't want GTA, but older. You know? If I'm a badass guy, my, my objective is to murder mobsters. That's what I want. And I want a story, a good story, like a good gritty story based around that, where you're taking me from point to point to point where I'm not like driving around and like doing deliveries and shit. Like, mm. no, this is this is the plot line of a great two-hour Nicolas Cage movie. Hmm. I want that kind of experience when I when I play this game, except like an eight to twelve-hour game. Like that's what I, I want. want. That's it. Yeah, I want like contained old Mission Impossible game style yes. missions, which is what the Hitman game is like trying to do. But everything I read, every time there's a new chapter that comes out, they're like, well, this is getting progressively more disappointing. And I'm like, God mm. damn it. That's unfortunate. Uh, the trailer for Ukulele came out and it kind of looks looks like an old school Banjo-Kazooie game. Great. Kind of. It kind of looks what, what? Yeah, it's kind of what I would have hoped it would look like. So um, kind of excited about that. Ish. I mean, every Final Fantasy ever that's going to be there, I'll go check out. Uh, well, uh, they're, re they're remastering Final Fantasy twelve, aren't they? Which I'm actually... Yeah. I liked Final Fantasy twelve a lot more than it's a lot of other people Star did. Star Wars the Final Fantasy It game. is Star Wars. It's fucking yeah. Star Wars, no doubt. And the only thing I didn't like about that game was the ending. Everything else in that game is super awesome. Hmm. And I really, truly, like... I think the plot if like is okay, 
but every one of the characters are so phenomenally well voiced and well done story wise that I'm I'm like I overlook all that because I had a fun time playing the game. It's yeah, great. it's a great game. Yep. Oh, uh, XCOM two on consoles. Yes. Oh, I wonder how well it'll run on that. I mean, they're still having performance issues with that even on PC. Are they? Uh, yeah, I mean, it. I, I pointed that out when I first, like, I played the whole fucking thing through, as people are probably well aware, and it had performance issues, uh, but being a turn-based game, it was not quite as important. But it's apparently still got those. Like, it hasn't mm. been fixed for a lot of people, so... Uh, uh, hopefully they um, sort that out. For Axis, you make great games, but hell, when it comes to performance, you guys have some issues there. Like, you've always had issues there. Yeah. Uh, there was also the sad announcement that Persona 5 has been pushed until February 2017. Uh, uh, that's the release date for America. Uh, oh, well, I mean, No Man's Horizon? Sky got pushed. Horizon? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn also we pushed in 2017 as well, yeah. Bro, I mean, we've been waiting long enough for Persona like 5. We've a few more months. That, though, right? Horizon Zero Dawn? Well, I mean, we Just saw gameplay world, of it. Open world, sneaky, sneaky, shoot things with arrows. Dinosaurs are mechanical for some reason, yeah. It, it's that. Um, look, I'm into the aesthetic. It looks it's cool. Like yeah. I can oh! say the main lady oh. looks like a ba badass. So you know what everyone thinks gonna, is going to be dropped is the uh, visceral uh, Star Wars game. Oh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. That's, that's the big rumor. I, I yeah, this I'm if, excited for that. If they made a violent Star Wars game, because I mean, I thought Force Unleashed almost kind of got that. Almost, if they made a truly no. violent Star Wars game. I feel like I feel like that trend like if every rumor that we've heard so far about Rogue One is true that they made a Star Wars war movie and they basically were like no make it an adventure movie so they're reshooting stuff Oh god that sucks I'd love a Star Wars war movie like That's that's what I thought they, yeah that's what I thought that we a were going to Star war movie right? <laughs> Yeah all the press stuff was like reporting the war back in Star Wars it's going to be like an actual <laughs> war movie and Apparently, somewhere, someone at Disney was like, "Someone's castrated we not it." Do that and make it an adventure movie, which is rumor was that the scene that I desperately wanted was actually in the movie, and they are like, "No, that's people who don't know what I wanted was the end of the movie to be Darth Vader murdering everyone." And rumor <laughs> was that that scene that was in the movie is there's a scene with Darth Vader just killing everybody, and I was like, "That's so perfect," and they're like, "That's too violent." Oh. No, Disney, come on! Fuck you, Disney. So that's the rumors I'm hearing, but yeah, and that has me worried for this game because this game was supposed to be like that badass, like Star Wars, explodey bodies kind of game, and I was like, yeah. I can't wait. And now I'm worried that that might translate into the gaming market as well, it's which highly possible. Yeah, yeah. Not cool. I mean, does Disney make explodey body games? Well, Dis Disney I mean, doesn't really make games anymore. Well, like, didn't they? I mean, they pretty much they pulled out of the game publishing side of things. Games. That's it's, what I'm wondering. Because mm, Battlefront wasn't really that. There was there's zero blood in Battlefront. No, right? that's a, that's a T-rated game. Yeah, yeah, no blood. I'm just curious. Hmm. They might. Hard, hard to know. So I, I, I'm very, very interested in seeing what happens with this game because every if you look at the CVs alone, everyone involved is like this should be a phenomenal game. This should be like the Star Wars game everyone has wanted for a long time. We know nothing about it. So we don't know that. Finally get, we finally get a good announcement. I think that's what everyone thinks is going to be the big, like, we kept this a secret forever. Now we're going to announce an E3 thing, which would be so cool, but I won't hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know much about that. But, uh, I, yeah, I think that's like the majority of like leaks and sort of pre-announcements. Obviously, we'll get a bunch more at E3 itself. Um, I don't 
I don't really know what to expect. There's nothing that I really want to have a big look at at this point. Kingdom um, Hearts 3, maybe. One mm, day, we'll get that. One day. I'm, I'm also intrigued to see, because uh, Ubisoft apparently is announcing two VR games. I'm intrigued to sort of see what where, what we're going to see from VR at this event. I assume we're going to see a bunch about PlayStation VR. So I want to see what kind of games they have available and what's going to be coming to Oculus and Vibe as well. So well, I'm intrigued. Or if there's going to be some sort of new VR announcement. Maybe another company making a different kind of headset or whatever. So, Boy. Yeah, I'd like Just to know. What we need. I don't know that we'll see anything for uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> that's or... never coming out. Let's just yeah, accept it and move on with our gonna, lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is the Last Guardian getting close? Yeah, no, it I don't is. Think we're gonna, I don't think we're going to see anything for that. I fundamentally believe we got that thing we got last year, and they're just like, that'll keep them busy for a, for, for <laughs> a few years. For yeah. years. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we'll see anything else. If we do, I'll be so shocked and thrilled that that actually yeah. is coming. So. It's weird because the window for the graphic style of that game is like rapidly closing yeah Yeah. every time i see anything from that game i'm like oof this is looking older and older every minute (laughs) it is i mean it was originally supposed to be a ps3 release you know it's it's definitely aging Uh, there's also rumors of prey 2 wolfenstein 2 and possibly evil within 2 as well um, I would love another Wolfie game. That game was phenomenal. I would love another Prey game. That game had its problems. I don't think we want the whole, oh, you're dead. Shoot spirits with your spirit bow to get back into the game mini game. That got tiresome pretty quick. Uh, but I would, you know, Prey 2 has been in limbo for like a decade. So I would love to see another Prey game because that, that game was actually pretty good. Uh, you can't even play it on PC anymore. The licenses expire. They actually pulled it off Steam. You can't even get it. Um, you got to play it on console if you want to pick it up. It's, we'll see. The, obviously, Bethesda has its own conference, so that might be the most interesting of the lot because we really yeah. don't know what they're coming up with this time. There's so. Yeah, I love the fact that they're like, we do ours Sunday, but uh, EA's now doing their Sunday as well, I think, earlier in the day, which is interesting. Yeah, mm. I am intrigued. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what's coming up at E3 that we know of, certainly. There's a no doubt a lot more stuff that's going to be popping up. Hopefully some good surprises. Oh, speaking of news, uh, and not E3-related, did you see that the um, infamous Abbey Road game... Allison Road? Oh, Abbey Road! The infamous (laughs) Abbey Road game! (laughs) That's like... (laughs) <laughs> hey have you I, ever wanted to combine survival horror with the beatles i know i have the infamous abbey road john there's someone inside the house john <laughs> four men trapped under the sea in a yellow submarine um i i don't know i was hoping one of you knew yeah all i saw was allison road got canceled and that Tomorrow they would release information. Tomorrow was a few days ago, and I have not seen anything about it. I don't it. think they've seen shit since. That's uh, so weird because, like, I I felt like their proof of concept video did really well. Well, like, they started they started a Kickstarter and then canceled the Kickstarter because they got, got a publisher or something. Else. Yeah, happened, uh, uh, and a lot of people are saying maybe they are now the team has now moved on to go work with the quote unquote like Kojima. Uh, well, with the Kojima's new studio, it, be, wouldn't that be interesting? Interesting, yeah. yeah. That's, a, you know, that's just a rumor, so I don't know if that's mm. true. But that's like I would love to know their like official explanation of why they stopped because they they 
everyone wanted that game because it was yeah. supposed to be the next like PT. PT, yeah, a PT, but a full game. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe like that's the value that Kojima would have saw in them because the one video that we did get was like awesome. walking around a house and showing you how realistic this house looked. Yeah. Right. So if if that team showed a lot of value in creating atmosphere and like realism in terms of walking around an area, then that can definitely be useful to the sort of thing that we've seen Kojima be interested in making. Oh, it's kind of funny because wasn't wasn't what PT was supposed to be going to be nothing like what PT was? Yeah. Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, PT was literally playable trailer, you know, right? Yeah. As to whether or not Silent Hills would have actually because really it was just a reveal for Silent Hills, which right. then got canned, mm-hmm. fucking Konami. But I think they all realized like the value of what they created was more oh. than what they possibly that- could have. That thing went like super viral. That it was did. crazy. It, it very much did. Even, I mean, even now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Cool. Uh, let's move on to releases because Dodger does have to leave at uh, uh, in about fifteen minutes, so I'm not going to uh, keep around any longer than necessary. I did throw the releases over your Skype. So. Yeah, I see it. All right, yeah. so guys, not too many. Today is June seventh, and we have Planet Fate. That we do. What the fuck is that? No clue. Great question. Let's use the Google machine. Uh, it is a defend your planet against aliens and asteroids in a room scale VR game. Ooh, uh, there's something to play. Uh, so you set mines, position orbital lasers and torpedoes and watch out for threats from all directions in full 360. It uh, supports it's a Vive game. Yeah, it supports Vive, not Oculus, by the looks of it. Hmm. Um, the next game is Ninth Dawn 2. I can't find Ninth Dawn 2 on Steam, but I see your original Ninth Dawn in there. It's, oh, okay. uh, it's Roman numerals, that's why. Uh, another early access game, large-scale, fully open-world RPG, very old-school-looking thing. Cool. Next up is Akin. Akin. I wonder what it's akin to. Let's find <laughs> out. It is, it's a, a very sort of minimalistic block puzzle game, by the looks of it. Cool. For a grand total of two of your American dollars. Oh, Very pricey. Uh, next up is called Ghost 1.0. It looks like a side scroller where you play like a little Android. Yep. Uh, so this is by the guys that made Unepic, which is a pretty cool game. Uh, this is their next game. It's a very sort of futuristic Metroidvania esque game. It looks cool. Yeah. I mean, Unepic was pretty great. Excellent. The next yeah. game is uh, JDM Tuner Racing, which is not actually a fish racing game, which is very, uh, very disappointing. <sighs> Uh, I was, I was hoping, <laughs> that, hoping that that's what it would be, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a tuna car. This looks like a Game Boy Color game. Really? Is it that basic? <laughs> it is sixty nine cents. Like a... <laughs> this. Oh my god, that looks terrible. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's a, don't pick this one up. I wouldn't probably not go for that one. Next. Uh, next up is called Steam World Heist. Very excited to play this. Awesome. On PC. Yeah, I played it on 3DS. Uh, it was great. I'm looking forward to playing the PC version. It is a, it's, it describes it as a turn-based shooter where you, you, you move your space pirate robots. Yes, they are that uh, around and you can bounce bullets off walls and uh, to kill people and shit. Um, kind of, it's very difficult to explain. It's like, uh, it's like if XCOM was sort of 2D and you had a limited amount of movement, but you were also doing kind of platforming with that movement. And then it's like, take cover behind here, you know, take your shot and it kind of, you can bounce it off walls and each of your robots has different weapons and abilities and shit. And you, right. you steal loot from spaceships and it, it's actually great. 
Uh, strongly recommend people have a Is look at it. Is it the SteamWorld Dig guys? Yes, SteamWorld okay. Dig guys. Completely different game to sure. SteamWorld Dig. <clears throat> cool. Next up is Last Days of Old Earth. Say 4X, I believe, um, a form of a turn-based strategy. Actually, like, art style-wise, looks a lot like... Uh, what the hell is the name of that game? Uh, Endless Legend. Um, looks quite a lot like that. Actually, looks a lot like that. It's not by the same studio, is it? It's not. It's by the guys that made Chainsaw Warrior. Okay. Huh. All right, next. Next up is Rail Cargo Simulator. Right, I think we know what that is. Next. Yeah, literally a train cargo simulator. Uh-huh. Um M-O-A-I-4, Terra Incognita Collector's Edition. Uh, it's a Big Fish mobile game, I believe. Uh, some okay. sort of adventure. Next. Next up is Insanity Clicker. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a More. free-to-play clicker game that I bet isn't very good. <laughs> Been looking for a thrill? Then you've come to the right place. Insanity Clicker is a time-killer game full of horror and fear that will make you tremble in a couple of minutes. Course, that does yeah. not look like it would make me tremble in any way, but okay, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking uh, incremental game. Um, this next game is called Wasted in all caps, and it looks awesome. Play, uh, I've played this. Play this at PAX. Uh, yeah, is it good? Uh... <laughs> What I played of it, I was not a huge fan of, I have to admit, but it was okay. a very basic version. It's a... The art style's cute. It's kind of like... Uh, it's a first-person roguelite uh, where you, you sort of end up in these different vaults and wasteland locations and there's, like, randomly generated loot and weapons and shit. Right. And you're in search of coolers of alcohol, which is now a rare commodity in... Uh, but you can also... You can drink different drinks to give you special powers. One of the special powers I got was quite literally when you kill an enemy, they literally shit a brick. You can pick up the brick and hit somebody with it. It has a very odd sense of humor, let me put it that way. It's Adult Swim, so... Uh, it's an Adult Swim published game. Um, gotcha. I was, I was a bit hit and miss on it, but maybe the release version's better. Next. Well, the next game is called Shattered Throne. Shattered Throne. Yeah, uh, turn-based fantasy strategy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, uh, very old-looking, certainly. Uh, next up is Rexodus, a VR story experience. It is based on dark horse graphic novel Rexodus, which apparently is about a fucking dinosaur of some sort. Yep, dinosaurs did not go extinct. They left the Earth, and now they have advanced technology. Uh-oh. That's You're coming back. In the back. VR experience, are you a dinosaur? I believe you might be. Sick. I, I may very well. <laughs> I, I have to try this. It's free, so why the fuck wouldn't I try it? Why not? Yeah. Next up is called Crazy Pixel Streaker. Uh, what's that one about? It is a fresh and insane brawler with roguelike elements. Crazy Pixel Streaker. It, it, uh, they, they appear to be naked, actually. Yes. Uh, fel- lead a fellowship of jackasses abducted by angry aliens. What it's like a mini game game. I'm seeing a whole bunch That's of exactly different. Exactly what it looks like. Huh. Yeah, it, it definitely seems to have a vibe of that. Uh, there were a couple more things that came out today as well that are not on that list, by the way, that I think are worthy of attention. The Solus Project came out today, which is apparently a really cool single player exploration with survival elements by the games that the guys that made the ball. Looks okay. beautiful. There's also a game called Death Goat, which <laughs> I did see that game. Yes. Yeah, heavy metal and goats. Goats murdering everything. of The game. Three bucks. I'm in. Uh, uh, so there's that and also I want to mention Stranger of Sword City which is a a Japanese uh, dungeon crawler and of course Hearts of Iron 4 came out like yesterday yeah that dungeon crawler one looks awesome I saw it it does actually yeah Yeah. okay June the 8th cool June 8th we have Hearts with a Z at the end co-hope puzzles platform action puzzle and local co-op gameplay solve mysteries kick jump fart scare bite your way through mischievously designed levels your life Oh, well, there you go. Are game developers trying to ruin farts for me? I don't know. 
Uh, next up is VR Z game. Uh, well, I assume it's a virtual reality zombie survival game, and I would be completely correct by that. That's what it is. It's an early access. I. Well, yes. Next. Next up is a game called Gain in all mm. caps. First person stealth game, stealth game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty neat, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Classic stealth game with no saves. Once you die, back to the beginning. Fuck that. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is called Gloria Victus. Gloria Victus, an MMORPG with an emphasis on realism. Wow. If those screenshots are anything to go by, this looks pretty great. Enjoy skill-based non-target combat, open PvP with territory control, deep crafting. This kind of gives me a Dark Age of Camelot vibe. Uh, it's early access, though, so... Force, you deal with that. It's an MMO. You can handle this. Uh, yeah, Come back to us. I don't know. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, you take the hit for us. Next. <laughs> Next up is called Ludo Supremo. Literally Ludo. Ludo is a shit game. Next. Uh, next up is called right. Cosmic Trip. It is. Ludo's terrible. Ludo's like almost Monopoly level bad. Fuck that game. Uh, Cosmic Trip, groovy VR native first person real time strategy game. Playable with Vive. Oh. Build and command swarms of Cosmobots and shit. All right. Neat. I'll try that. Well, it's like some new VR called, shit. Uh, the next one's called Funk Lift. It says it's a wild race for logistical glory. But when I look at it, I have no idea what the fuck is going on in these screenshots. I have no explanation of what this game is in any way. It's the apparently a logic puzzle game. The screenshots are not it has, explanatory. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a forklift game. It's a musical yeah. party game with forklifts. Thank God the games industry Great. is saved. Next. Thank goodness. Tonight we have... Tick's Tales. Tick's Tales. Uh, it's a kind of pixely point and click. Great. Next up is called Roadworks Simulator. I think we know what that is. Next. <laughs> Next up is called 30 Years War. Uh, it's a war game. <laughs> that, great description, right. I know. Yeah, sort of grand Next strategy war game. It's called Tick Tock Bang Bang. It's a great name for a game. What the fuck is it about? Talk bang bang. An FPS where you can freeze time. Really. But it also includes 90 car pileups and giant robots in slow motion. Oh, it's from the guys that made R and Drunken Robot Pornography. This looks kind of neat, I have to ah. admit. It's just like a super hot spinoff. Um, it's yeah, got it sounds some like super hot. It's, you can freeze time. It's not like time moves when you do, but oh, it's got, okay. it's yeah, it's more of a, like, it's got bullet time in it. Next. Huh. All right, next up is Doodle Kingdom. Doodle Kingdom. A kingdom of doodles, one assumes. There's actually a lot of doodle games. I'm not sure if they're the same one. Uh, yeah, from the creators of Doodle God and Doodle Devil. Uh, it is a brain teaser. Create your own kingdom with castles, knights, walks, and dragons. I don't know what the rest of it's all about. Doodle, doodle the night away. But the doodling. Next. Next up is Fracture the Flag. It is an RTS game. Okay. I assume is in the style of Capture the Flag, judging by the name. Yeah, early access, um, resource gathering kind of RTS looks very basic, but yeah, it's not done yet. So, next up is called "I Get This Call Every Day." Uh, the guy who made this is an insane wanker. Next, <laughs> next up <laughs> is Dino Eggs Rebirth. Sorry, th this is a guy that tried to drive me out of the games industry with a Gama Sutra article. He can go fuck himself. Uh, what do we got? What's the next one? Dino Eggs Rebirth. Dino Eggs Rebirth. Yes. Yeah, da -da -da. Celebration of the 1983 game Dino Eggs. I have never heard of Dino Eggs. All right. Couldn't tell you what that is. Uh, well, on June 10th, we have Electric Zombies. Well, if normal zombies got boring, I guess 
Adding electricity. Casual zombie survival shooter. The art style is pretty cool in this game, I have to admit. Although it looks like it's just kind of a wave-based shooter. I like the aesthetic, though. Next. Next up is called Puzzles Under the Hill. Uh, it looks like it's a game for kids. Yeah. You play Pamela, you collect shiny jewels, and unveil wonderful jigsaw challenges. Oh, Pamela's super cute. I don't know. Next. A little possum? Yeah. Our next game is 1917, The Alien Invasion. The shocking truth about World War One: it was in fact a bullet hell memorization shooter with aliens in it. Fly yeah. you're flying a triplane. Next. Next up is called Four Realms. Four Realms. All four of them? Jesus. That's a lot of realms. Action strategy RPG uh, with animals in it. Uh, I that hmm, the screenshots leave me none the wiser. Next, great. Next up is called feudalism. Feudalism is a what the fuck is that? It's a turn-based strategy game by the looks of it. Next up is called Lead It Rain, L-E-D. Uh, oh, apparently one of the mods in our channel got hacked and is fucking shit up. Yeah. I wanna... Uh, which... Okay, I need the name of the mod, though. Laura K. Buzz? It's Laura. Oh, Laura got her account hacked? Jesus. Yeah. Apparently. All right, okay, I'll mod her. Motorcycles, guns, monsters, and bikini babes. Yeah. Whoa, I don't know. It looks like a green game or a fucking oh, yeah. car. <laughs> so it's going to be going into early access. It's like a first person on a motorcycle shooter. I don't know. Uh, next up is called Ducati, 90th anniversary. Ducati. It's no Bugatti. Okay, yeah. The bike. You drive, it's bike racing. Ducati is Ducati no Bugatti. racing. Cool. Next up so is called Storm VR. There we go. Is that Storm VR? VR. Storm VR. Storm she? VR. VR. You're, you're in the middle of a snowstorm. In VR. <laughs> Great. <Yes. laughs> sure, why not? Too, <laughs> yep. uh, next. Vroomist. V-R-O-O-M-I-S-T. Vroomist. Sorry, I'm just dealing with this. State. Can you guys deal with this? Um, uh, I think it looks like uh, what's the name of that building game where you build vehicles and then you you attack stuff. Looks uh -huh. similar to that physics based game about engineering. So you build stuff and do things Great. and stuff. Next up in all caps, Crimson Room Decade. What? Crimson Room Decade? Mm -hmm. A decade later, players must once again escape the Crimson Room. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <Start> again? <laughs> All right. Get back in here. Uh, next up is called Shmups Skill Test. Shmups Skill Test. Cool mm. uh, way to evaluate your Shmups skills. Shoot 'em up based mini games, gauntlet of shmup nostalgia goodness. I don't have nostalgia for shmup. I don't know what that is. Uh, Shoot 'em ups. Oh, <laughs> derp. <laughs> Force shmup gaming. Hush. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, the next game is called Defend Feline Earth. Ooh. <laughs> I think it's a bullet hell. 2D arena. Shoot 'em up. Compete against the clock to defeat as many enemies as you can, but I, I mean, think I don't see anything about felines. Yeah, can you just the main picture? The main picture. Besides that, all right, all right, Dodger. I want you to go Google defend feline Earth. Go to images. The first two images are one is four as a cat, 
One is Batman as a cat. One is a woman as a cat. <laughs> I just. I, I... I'm just getting lots of pictures of cats. So you don't you don't see Thor cat. I don't think so. Why do I see Thor cat? What in my search history had me find Thor cat? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm just a furry, and I love me some <laughs> Thor-cat. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter! Woo! Is the next in the Sherlock Holmes series that comes yeah. out on June 11th. Um, One Small Fire at a Time is the next game. One Small Fire at a Time. That right. one is... Oh, God. A, I think Graphic it's novel? Looks like a, yeah, it looks like a visual novel. Great. Next up is VR. And if, if that's, that's not, not a pirate, pirate game, game it's a pirate game. Yay. Woo! Defend a pirate ship. Yeah, Excellent. that's cool. Next game is called Grand Pigeon's Duty. Pi oh, yeah, that, that's what we talked about that one last week. Yeah, we had no idea what that was all about. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. June 13th, fucking 28 waves later. That is game's never coming out. I, I refuse again. to talk about that game. It's It keeps delaying for some reason. On Rusty Trails is the next one. Yeah. Which is a a platformer of sorts. Next, Great. next up is War of the Human Tanks. Oh god, that one. Yeah, that's that weird anime thing, uh, yep. from ages ago, which yep. where humans are tanks for some reason. Mm -hmm. It's a strategy game. Uh, it's actually been out for a while, I think. I don't know why it's been listed. Next, next up is called Yellow the Yellow Artifact. It's a platformer with adventure yep. and puzzle elements. Little platformer. Yeah, looks cute. Uh, and, and last, finally, we yeah. have Fantasy Kingdom Simulator. Fantasy Kingdom one. Simulator. It is a simulator for Fantasy Kingdom, and nobody is fucking surprised by that at all. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, pretty much. Make decisions, race armies, do all sorts of things like that. Yeah, it's what it sounds like. Cool. Dodger has to go, and so do fucking we. Thank you very much for watching the Corpse Podcast. We'll be hosting Strip and Stream right after this. He's going to be playing uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Mirror's Edge. I believe. Yeah. Yep, so Ooh. feel free to watch that. Thank you very much for watching the show. Sorry mm -hmm. about the delay, and big thanks to our sponsor today, squarespace.com slash cooptional, and we will see you next time. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. Bye.